Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, <clears throat> it needs no introduction. It's spoiler cast. We said that would be the show. We're going to be doing this is part one because we don't have all of Patch 5.5 story yet, but we're going to need two episodes for this. Let's just be honest about that. And to talk about that, I'm one of your hosts who is the second runner up in uh, Air Zivia for some time now. Uh, quite proud of that title. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Happy, of course, is the uh, the the recurring champion of Air Zivia, who uh, I'm sure is is going to continue to be the case. Sly, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing okay. Doing all right. You doing all right? Good day. Yeah, you said you said earlier you got your uh, you got your second shot. You're doing okay. Your vaccine shot. Mm-hmm. Good. Glad to hear it. I'm getting my first yeah. after the show is done today. Let's go. I'm ready yeah. for it. Yeah, I, I cooked food ahead of time, so I don't have to cook tonight. So that's that's it. Just got to drink a ton of water after that. Hmm. And a uh, man who is a mustachioed man nodding, who knows more than both of us combined, it seems, most of the time. Hmm. I mean, you say that, but I've actually never once won Aeozibio. That's not true. Like, not even one time. That's not true. I've never won it. True, you win every time because you make both of us look stupid. Yeah, I get zero points. I've never scored a point. You've given yourself a point before. You know that, right? You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That does sound like me. And and we've competed. We've 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 made you be the sole competitor, which means you're the only one who wins. Yeah, back in Heaven's World, really? we, yeah, we made you. Mm-hmm. Compete, you and you all you did was complain that our questions, questions were shit, and you hated our questions. Yeah. I have no recollection of that. I do. There is, you, you know, there's video proof of this, right? I must have, oh, like six years ago. It was, the questions were that bad that you don't remember. The, the questions were terrible. Yeah. He would answer yeah. it and just tell us how shit the question was. No, he wouldn't even answer it because we'd ask him like <laughs> no, specific no, no, would, names. No, no, he and would dates. actually answer. He would try to answer the question at least, and then tell us how shit the question was. And he's laughing because it's <laughs> true. No, he's not because he remember it, but he knows. Yeah, I'm laughing because I don't remember, but I know like there is no way you can make that up. That is absolutely me to a T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're aware. It's our boy. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're doing uh, spoiler cast today, finally. Yeah. Um, yes. But I think you've got some some sponsors, some housekeeping to do first. Yeah, we have we have our <laughs> usual sponsors. That's no no additional no cutaway to an ad this week. Just. Steel series with the giveaway, like we like we always have the discount code, which is now just Mister Happy. You don't even need the numbers anymore; they just fixed it. Ooh. So, just Mister Happy now for the discount. Um, and then also our our sponsors are over on Patreon, who I actually think somebody just sponsored not too long ago. Yeah, they didn't send me a message with a shout out name, so I'll just call them Lucas. Thank you. In addition, Lucas. So wow. I did get the sponsor list working on last week's episode. It didn't crash the render. It also well took done. six hours to render, just to add the oh numbers. My. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Well. Congratulations. <laughs> That's my fault because I made it 1080p 60fps for no reason when it's a podcast. No, That's no, my the fault. funny thing. The funny thing, like I didn't hear any OBS complaints in pre-show. Well, that's because I didn't Not do any, I didn't even remotely attempt to do anything that would result uh, in a okay. complaint. All right. So huh. that's uh, that's fine. Like I said, no. new PC soon. It's fine. I'll have my Yay. new PC soon, and Let's then go. when it doesn't work still, I can be very upset with OBS in particular. 
Mm-hmm. And that'll be fine. But thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon, and thank you to... And I'll try to get the names. I'm going to lower the quality of the video, but I'm going to try to get those names there again. It's going to be 720-30 FPS, though. There's no reason you need to see our faces in 1080p. Most of you are tabbed out right now. Be honest. Yeah. Like, that's fine. You especially don't want to see Ethis' face right now. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. With that, I... I want to start this on the wrong foot. Because <laughs> written the band out. Okay. Well, only because <laughs> it's a quick band-aid. It's a quick rip. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So obviously people want us to talk about the MSQ, which we only have the first half of. They want us to talk about Whirlit, which is now concluded. Obviously we mm-hmm. have anticipations for Boja, which will be present in our second spoiler cast later on. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now we have the Ishgard quests ongoing, the custom deliveries. So there's, there's a few different things to pull apart here ahead of FanFest. Mm-hmm. There's one thing we thought we'd be able to talk about today that we, we can't talk about too much. And that is Nier. Because we learned a very important lesson this week. It's not <laughs> three weeks of quests. It's six weeks no. of quests. <laughs> okay. Mm. Can I just can I just get something out the way first of all? Okay. Please. I like how I had this expectation. You know, like first week we had the who was it? The Doomsaying Dwarf. Yeah. Um and we had to do something for him, yada yada yada. And before that you just go into the the um the bunker, get your machine parts come out, and then, hey, the Doomsaying Dwarf, he's there. This week. I'm like, okay. Right, after Doomsaying Dwarf, hey, we get a new dwarf. We get a new dwarf. Dower Dwarf. All right. Um, and I'm pressing the button, like, wait, why can't I do anything? It's like, yeah, you, you gotta wait till next week. <laughs> the fuck you mean I gotta wait till next week? I just got him today! You give us a new toy, and we can't do shit with it until next week? Are you fucking serious? Bruh, I was I, so, I'm, I'm so goddamn mad. Man, go ahead, Ethos. I, I think I've cracked the code. Um, okay. when, when it was first announced, and also after 5.1, there were a couple of uh, interviews with Yoko Tara because, like, everyone wanted to get on that. Like, every kind of major um, outlet wanted to kind of explore this um, collaboration. And a lot of them are talking about his writing process and the fact that he's talked about how the way he's written the near games and the dragon guy games is that he starts at the end and then he goes back to the beginning and sort of works his way through to kind of reach that conclusion, reach that final set piece. And what he was saying with your hard dark apocalypse is that he had actually hadn't finished it yet. He hadn't written, he didn't know where it was going. Um, and that he was going no. to, yes, and that he was going to figure it out, Shut and that, up. and that, and that, and that it was gonna, he was going to make sure there was like a really epic conclusion for the final raid, but he didn't know what it was going to be yet, and that he was going to be like looking at player feedback and just kind of filling it out as he went. So I'm, I'm over here thinking maybe he's just extended his deadline a little bit. <laughs> maybe he was watching. 
state of the realm last week and thinking, oh, that wasn't the conclusion they wanted. That wasn't as, as epic and wonderful a set piece as perhaps they were hoping. Okay, give me three more weeks. <laughs> or, you know, maybe he's just moving the goalposts like we thought. And, of course he is. This, yeah. Of course he is. All right. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> I'm still waiting till our part two spoiler cast to judge it. Mm-hmm. Because I promised I would. But I, I'm beginning to think I can't keep that promise. I, I they're going to keep it. moving the goal. Good. Great. We'll need somebody to at least. But man, I, I'm so, I, I'm fighting every ounce of my being to just fucking go off on, on near. Like I, I tried to be optimistic for it. I really did. I gave it a shot, Mike. Well, the, so the big it, thing for me is tough. I, yeah, I don't want to wait because. You know, as much as I'm waiting till the end to judge it, and we'll talk about what specifics there are because they're leaving all the specifics for the weekly quest is the big is the big problem with this patch is pretty much mm-hmm. all the details are either in people who played Dragon Guard three very specifically, um, and a little bit of near replicate. I mean, you you basically have to have explored more of the Dragon near than just Automata to really understand this patch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fortunately, I have I I have more experience with Dragon Guard as a series than I do near. Personally, uh, mm-hmm. but that being said, uh, I don't think this idea of having weekly quests that gate story and keep you going along. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just we're so predisposed to not wanting, almost not wanting for it to be good, or just having no hope for it that it'll end in a way that's satisfactory to us, being what it's been so far. That it looks worse now, like Sly is saying, like just let me fucking get it over with. Don't give me, don't give me new shit and then make me wait again. Like that's if I feel like that's not a bad because one thing I've I've actually liked Nier for is that it's filled in in between patches with story stuff. Something I wish Eden had done. Something I wish they'd done with old series. And something I want them to do in the future. So I'm not mm-hmm. that opposed to this, but this this is more like just Yokotaroisms for like making us wait to like find out the true ending kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, like, the format is compelling enough, just not so much the content so far. Right. Um, so I've done a little bit of digging this past week, as you can probably tell through uh, Yoko Taro interviews mm-hmm. regarding this this crossover. Um, and there's this um, apocrypha sort of that's been floating around since it was first announced that... Um, Honestly, I might be partially responsible for um, disseminating. I'm not really sure. I don't really remember at this point. Um, but basically that Yoko Taro said that this was going to be canon for Nier. Right. I'm sure we've all heard that. And I've been looking through like a lot of forums and stuff where people have been discussing this and people saying like, oh no, Yoko Taro said multiple times that this was canon for Nier with no reference whatsoever. Um, except to, oh well, you know, someone translated when they first announced it that he said he was going to be canon. And I went through three different translations of like the initial announcement of FanFest in 2018. At no point does he say that it's going to be canon for Nier. And when he's asked about it in, um, I found four different interviews where he's asked like basically straight up and off the top of my head, I remember one of them, he started talking about tofu and another one, he started talking about, um, 
playing with his nieces, just completely like non sequitur, obviously just uh, completely avoiding the question and doing his typical kind of Yoko Taro trolley bullshit. Um, so he's never, he's never said that if, if anyone, okay, this, this is going to be, um, some homework for the, for the near stance. I would consider this a personal favor. If anyone knows and can find and can actually link a reference where he's actually said that it's canon for near, then I will shout you out. I will be like, so, so stoked and so delighted. And I'll make a dedicated video about how clever you are. Okay. But you won't find it. I can pretty much guarantee you won't find it. So I think we need to finally put this to, to bed. I think this is the last opportunity we're really going to get to do this. We need to put to bed this idea of near being canon to 14 and 14 being, being canon to near. Can we, can we get on, on board with that? Is that kind of jumping the gun at this point? Do we well, need to wait I mean, another five weeks? I mean, you've done the research on the Yoko Taro part. I don't know about the Yoshi P part. Yeah, he's also like not spoken to it. And again, it's because, it's because they didn't know how it was going to end. It's because like all these interviews, you know, at the latest at 5.1, Yoko Taro saying, I don't know how it's going to end yet. I haven't figured it out yet. We'll, we'll, we'll just get to something. It'll be cool. Don't worry about it. And Yoshi P is like, Oh, I don't know. Yokotaro is writing it. Ask him. Ask him and ask, uh, Oda-san. Because Oda-san is apparently his, um, keeper. <laughs> I was gonna say filter. <laughs> when it comes to the way the story played out. Cause I'm sure it had to go through Oda-san and he was just like, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, now that said, there is definitely something going on with the seeds of destruction and the whole like white chlorination syndrome. So you're, you're, yeah. how, you, you know, like the dragon god story, like fairly well, Mike. I, I, better than I know the near story, but it's been, a, it's, okay. it, I keep in mind, I haven't actually played dragon guard in over 10 years. I, okay. Any of them, any of them. I mean, okay. So I, I know, I'm gonna I be... know generally what's happening here. Yes. I'm going to make some kind of sweeping statements here and just tell me if I'm way off track. Okay. So the, the white, the white chlorination is caused by a dead giant or a dead god or something like that. And it like infects people. And then they make a pact with this god, which turns their eyes red. And then they get bent on destroying the world in the name of this god. And when they die, they make a seed of destruction, which like, replicates them and then seeks out other worlds and then does. Yeah. Yeah. And then seeks out. Yeah. And, and what we're being told through these logs from, uh, Konog is it Konog? Is it Konog or Anox? Konog, right? Yeah. Anog's the one that's missing. Right. Yeah. So what we're being told through these logs of Konog is basically that, that this, this is a, a seed of destruction. This, this sphere basically is being, um, you know, transferred across various worlds and when it gets there it's replicating the machine life forms and trying to destroy that world and that's all we've got basically that's that's it that's all we've got yeah and, and very and, specifically and, the, the the very final boss sequence is a reference to an ending from dragon guard 3 right yeah that where they yeah. destroyed japan and that's what tokyo that's what the destroyed tokyo eventually becomes to look like yeah right and like in between all of that, there's plenty of allusions to the Draken near averse that are obvious allusions and may or may not be trying to make some sort of 
indications to like how this is working in 14, but anything beyond what we've just stated is basically speculation at this point. And that's what they want. Above all else, the next yeah. six weeks are about fueling people's speculation and then it'll, it'll at least explain it to an end that Yokotaro finds it acceptable. Which mm-hmm. is normally to give you an ending, but still kind of lets you think a little, like you'll, you could read it for what it is on the surface, but you could also try to loosely tie it to any of the other games and the, or stories in the franchises. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, yeah, that, that, he doesn't like to say this is a sequel. He likes to say this is something that yeah. happens based on a result of something else. It's kind of like how the yeah. Evil East games aren't connected, but they happen to take place like you can find like overlaps and stuff and references just a little bit more on the, a little bit more on the crazy side when it comes to the track and near series. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's basically where I'm at at the moment. I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, going right back to the beginning, uh, Yoko Taro's reluctance to sort of answer that question of whether or not there's a canonical tie is like, well, it's up to you. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, on one case he doesn't, he doesn't know and probably doesn't care all that much. Like, I, I don't think he's sort of lo- looking at his previous games. I don't think he really cares that much about having a super strict kind of continuity between games. It's just no, like, he doesn't. He he doesn't. He just, he just makes things yeah. happen. He's like, oh well, you know, the world continued on after so and so ending. Mm. This is a story taking mm-hmm. place in that world. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's up to us. It's canon in the same way, like, like whatever you think is happening is canon in the same way that whatever your Warrior of Light looks like is canon. Whatever your Warrior of Light's background story is, is canon to you, to your story, to your adventure. You figure it out. That's, um, kind of where I'm landing on it. But, um, I mean, one of the dwarves has gotten sick. It looks like one of the dwarves might have the white coronation syndrome. And maybe we're going to have to deal with some of them going red eyes and, I don't know, probably get some heckin' poxies, right? <laughs> like, that's... Would make sense. Is that going to be it? Are we going to have to go get some poxies? To... Get oh, Luke. God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Becklug's going to be like, oh, this kind of looks like the, the flood of light in the city. There's similar, uh, you know, polarizing of their internal ether. I don't know. I'm not really expecting the next five weeks to kind of blow my mind. See, hmm. I, I I like that it's at least somewhat open-ended at the moment, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, it's yet to be at the point where I could say I'm liking it, or I've liked it, or mm-hmm. it's paid off, or it's all come to... That's, again, I'm waiting for the, that magical sixth week, that sixth week, which will really be Part, that'll be 5.5 part two time. Like it's, it's almost exactly overlapped. I think it's the week before we're done with it. Um, if not the week of, if it's going to be end of May. So that's, I'm really waiting for that because if it keeps just being moments like this, which is kind of what it's been mm-hmm. the entire time, it's been moments like this all the way up to now, then it's, it's whatever. It'll be, it'll be ripped apart, torn apart by the, the near fans and tied to everything and hit there and yeah. hit that. Fine, let them have their fun. I'll still keep shit talking it like I have for the past God knows how long. <laughs> all um, do do we expect any kind of conclusion in in terms of like an instance, like a single player instance, yeah. or I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I think I actually think they're going to make us do the braid again at some point, and they're going to follow it up with like a cutscene, like the actual Twenty Four Man. Okay, it'll just be complete right. Muppets bunker again, or because they're they're complaining they're 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 like it's weird that none of that stuff disappeared because according to the research, it right. should all go away when the seat of mm-hmm. destruction is destroyed. Mm. See, uh, some people were thinking that like we, you know, different ending, different different enemies, things like that, different bosses. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's just, yeah, they just make us repeat the same content and then you get a different cutscene. You get something. You get some kind of conclusion. I just want a conclusion. I'm done. I'm done. I think at the most you'll see the dialogue from the, like, you know how Titan Hard Mode, when we were doing it for uh, 3.4, how his dialogue changed to be, like, to be his, like his mm-hmm. parents, essentially, talking mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. That's, at the most, that's how I see it. And then a cutscene following it up, yeah. Um, I, but I, get, I, I, I am being very reserved right now, because if I go off on it now, I'm breaking all promises. All I keep, all I keep <laughs> okay. telling myself is just wait I until made it comes. I one goddamn promise. I did. I, 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 I made, I you did. Good for you. I did. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll go off on it in five weeks, is what. Mike's say. Well, four weeks now. Yeah. Four weeks. We'll go off it in four weeks. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Let's do it. Yeah. Sounds good. We've had, I've had a lot of requests yeah. to get people on who know about Near Lore for the 14 show, and I can tell you right now, there is a zero probability chance I ever commit a state of the realm to anything about Near in its entirety. <laughs> I'm letting everyone know now there is a zero probability of that happening. Yeah. Get, get Clemps on and give him the, like a, like a little, um, uh, hourglass, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just give him one minute. <laughs> you got one minute. That's and then it. kick him off the coal. There's no chance I ever do a show entirely about Nier. <laughs> which is what people have been asking. It's not happening. Uh, see, uh, I mean, that, that's along the same lines of having, having fold on the show. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's not, not happening. Happen. No. Yeah. That's too much. Well, Trust we've me. already given it 20 minutes and I can tell Mike's getting a bit salty so maybe no i'm just clarifying with this because all week people have been asking i'm like they're like oh you should do a show about the near raid and i'm like no (laughs) maybe you could take a week off you know they were like do a talking about games and i said also no 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 i don't really want to do that (laughs) so that's that's all there is to it because why would i do a talking about games to talk about near's tie-ins to 14 if I'm not going to do it on the Final Fantasy XIV podcast that has Nier in it. The bottom line is, we're not saying you can't like it. I'm just letting mm. you know that up to the current time, this is how we feel. And if that upsets you in any way, fuck you. Tough titties. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all we're saying at this point, you know. It's like it's like you know, I think I think it's real brave of you to say that after you've already alienated and ostracized every diehard near fan I, from this channel in the last two years. I haven't done that. I I think it's I I like near Automata story, and I think people should enjoy. <laughs> people should enjoy. Just ne- wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. You wait until they're out of the room, and then you're like. Fuck you. No. No. <laughs> I want them in the room. The New Jersey person who wants them in there. No. And I don't forget, guys, that you can buy Near Replicant out now. Apparently the PC port's not too great. It's not too much of a surprise after Automata. 
Near Replicant, out now. And in your box for Near Replicant will come a reminder that you can play the critically acclaimed MMO RPG Final Fantasy XIV with all the jobs up to level 60, including Heavensward. It's true. So. It's true. So you can just pull that out and then... And then come back the, uh, here and then <laughs> we can start it all over again. It's like a Yoko Taro storyline. Anyway. Uh, there you go. Done. On that note, let's talk mm-hmm. about let's talk about Final Fantasy XIV. Yay! <laughs> okay. So, do we want to? I think Warlet and the MSU are probably the two big ones. the 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 custom deliveries are still ongoing. I hear they've been fun so far with uh, Mister Frilly Hat Man. Right. Yeah. So, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the shorter and more concise Warlet, or do we want to start with the meat that is leading into Endwalkers of MSQ Part One? I'll leave that up to you too. Lord God. I think we should do MSQ last. Okay. Because okay. We'll, I, I, I want to, like, you know, leave that in people's palettes, you know? Leave that Make as, like, them watch the taste. whole show. It's yeah, weird. You'd think I, I would be doing that because this goes on my YouTube mm-hmm. channel, but it's you. All right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. FS is farming the, the, viewer, the viewer minutes on YouTube more than I am. Mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Well, now they know just to, like, skip forward now. <laughs> yeah, I, won't, you know what? I won't put a timestamp. You'll have to guess. You don't know where you're going <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, so Whirlit would be the next bit, and this was uh, okay. this was quite quite a fitting end in a couple of different ways. Very much an ending inspired by the animes that inspire the series, the the entire Whirlit series, and in every yeah. way a gratifying thing for Final Fantasy XIV fans to get to enjoy at the end of it all. Mm. I feel like it, it hit oh, both those marks. Yeah. I feel like I hit both of those marks uh, on the nose, pretty much. It was beautiful in so many ways. So, at this, mm-hmm. I got one question. Mm-hmm. And I think we asked you last week. I think Sly asked you this last week. <laughs> Where do we stand on the Fuck Them Kids moniker still? You've had another week to think about it? I didn't uh, you know what i'm just gonna have to pretend that i did like say that in those words didn't i um look i am still salty that the closest we got to a nero appearance was the sort of implication that he was piloting uh the second robot right um which was cool i liked that i i don't i is he like? Is he avoiding Gaius? Is he worried that Gaius is going to be mad that he like ran out on him? I don't understand. But you know, Gaius, Sid, and Nero kind of had like this love triangle, right? Yeah. Where where Sid was kind of one of Gaius's adopted kids, and Nero wanted to be, and. Guys was getting all the attention for his Magitech, which Nero also wanted. And Nero was all, you know, getting all the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Nero was all just like, notice me, Senpai. And he never, he never got that gratification. Um, I just, we had so many threads already in Guys's backstory that I wish they'd kind of teased out and explored more. Um, and I get that, like, they wanted to. They wanted to make Gaius more sympathetic. They wanted him to be more like complicated. They want him to be redeemable. And 
the only way I guess they could think of to balance like war crimes and imperialism was with war orphans, I guess. And they just went in so like hard on that. And the story wasn't about guys. It was about, it was about them, you know? Like guys got very little screen time and very little like actual kind of growth over the course of Wallet. Um, and I enjoyed what he did get and I enjoyed what we did learn, but I just wish that the focus was more on his character and on Sid and on Nero and on his, I hesitate to say redemption because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think the idea of like redeeming characters like guys and like four dollar is a little bit problematic. And I suppose, you know, that's something we have to concede, but you know, his arc, basically, I wish there was more focus on that. So ethics, so, a lot of things there, but I noticed mm-hmm. you didn't answer the question. <laughs> didn't I? He didn't, My he position didn't hasn't changed. Okay. Yeah, My position has not significantly kids. changed on them kids. He don't give a shit about them kids. Same, same with guys. He ain't give a shit until the end. He don't give a fuck. Unfortunate. <laughs> See, I'm a fan of character development through legacy. Okay. And that is what those kids... That's basically the, the thing that drove those kids to do what they did, pretty much. Was trying to yeah. trying to be his legacy. And I think I would like to believe Gaius sees them as as his legacy essentially failing with all mm-hmm. of them dying. He doesn't. Yeah, even they see didn't let shit. himself. But yeah, they wanted to, but man, they didn't. I mean, we know why they did what they did. That's it's all explicitly explained. We don't have to guess anything, thankfully. Hmm. But I was. Yeah, you're, you're right though. They made they made the same mistakes as he did. And he was not able to prevent them from doing so. They tripped up in exactly the same place in exactly the same way as he did. Um, and I guess speaking of, like, speaking of legacy, if guys had died here and we'd just been left with, like, what's her name, Allie? Allie, yeah. Would you be satisfied with that? If she had the right setup for it and they didn't do it. No, anymore. I'm not saying if no, I'm I'm not saying if, I'm saying like as she is, if guys just died at the end, just randomly died at the end. And we were left with Ali. And it's like, here you go. Here's the guy's legacy. Just ask for a different ending and then leave her exactly then, the same. How you wait, get there wait, wait. is pretty important. Then hmm. she would still in a way be a vegetable, correct? If guys died? No, we'd probably we fix her. That we're the warrior of light. We'd have fixed her. Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah. yeah, we'd have gotten the core thing. I mean, that would that would take a long. I, I feel like if Gaius had died, that would have been more like a Hallrick situation where it's gonna it's gonna take a little while for us to fix her. I mean, eventually we would, but it would take some time before before we saw any return as as opposed to the instant return we see now. So, I mean, vegetable or not, no, I don't think we would have been as happy. I was kind of, yeah, like, at least with the no. fact that everyone, you know what was really weird? Everyone kept trying mm-hmm. to tell me. I had a lot of people tell me this. When we watched the trailer, we noticed Allie was in the diamond weapon. And she couldn't move it. 
You know how many people mm-hmm. told me that the G Warriors cockpit looks the same, and I'm like, did you even do 5.3? We know exactly what the cockpit. Do you is. even robot, bro? <laughs> you know, I had a lot of people tell me that they're like, no, the cockpit's exactly the same, and I'm like, did you even do 5.3? We know what the cockpit of the G Warrior looks. Like. So I was glad I got to be somewhat right. Although she didn't, she tried to steal it, but in a very alley way of, yeah, I'll pilot it, of course. Idiot. She bet her fucking aim was dog shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, um, it's not entirely clear to me why she actually fought us. Because she's managed to escape with it, right? She's also not piloting. And is in control of it. No, she's not piloting it. No. She's not she's, Yeah, she's not piloting it at all. That's that's Alphonse. She's more she's more of Yeah, Alphonse is more in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she goes yeah, right. from from what we learned, she goes into shock immediately upon Overmind right. occurring because yeah. she, she yeah. figures out it's Alphonse. Right. Okay, but you know, same question. Like why why is Alphonse fighting us? I don't think Alphonse has any I think I think that's just he's it's all fucked up. Like he's you gotta remember yeah. he's he's his mind has been warped to be like part of this robot. It's not they took all this time to try and do Oversoul and then he decided to try something he didn't do before that in Valens and his scientists. And yeah. it's the result I think is just absolute haywire, like brain going just completely mad. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what I thought. Is that it had just gone ballistic, and it was almost like the Aramatama. Yeah, or the, or um, even it could be we shot or, missiles at it, and and Ali's inside, and Alphonse is like, I'm not gonna fucking. That's fair. No, that's don't fair. touch my sister. No. He yells that. I see now why they didn't want to yeah. pull him. I see. I see now yeah. why he didn't want to pull Diamond Weapon because the very mm. first line is familiar male voice talking about protecting yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. very first yeah, line. that's that's basically what I thought was going on. I was just wondering if perhaps I'd kind of missed some sort of nuance there. Yeah, he says, "I won't let you harm my sister." Right. Yeah. So <laughs> why did why did we shoot at it? Why did we just we let know. it do its thing? We didn't know what it was doing. We we uh, assumed that it was just it had gone berserk. I don't think I man, think the entire did. point of this is they never knew what the weapons were particularly capable of, so eliminating them is just top mm-hmm. priority. Mm-hmm. And I think that the given given Alphonse's mental state, given he's a robot now. Probably mm-hmm. a safe bet to, to knock that thing out. I like that the whole reason we do we do that whole thing is because we built a containment unit and it just fails. Mm-hmm. As soon as as soon as we beat it, it's like, that didn't work! And then it just fucking falls to the ground. <laughs> I was like, so much for that fucking night. Sid, Nero, you guys couldn't get together on this one thing and make sure it worked? Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> it's... There's something that I I really like and I really find compelling about um, Alphonse like merging his soul with the the Aurasite and becoming like a living core for the weapon mm-hmm. um, because it's a it's a theme that we've been seeing a lot of lately. Um, but that's literally really going back, like in a way, that's, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. But it it goes back to to heaven's what it goes back to um, Alexander with uh, Diane, right? Yeah. How Diane became. The, the living core uh, for Alexander. And then um, in Stormblood, we got the, uh can't remember the name of the boss, the one that's um, guarding floor 30 of Heaven on High. Oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're talking that about. Was, yeah, yeah. So that was the leader of the Onishishu. 
um, who basically sacrificed his life to power some kind of artificial core orosite like thing, right? And we've got this this overlap between Orosite and Oversoul and Primals, right? All having this this kind of similar um concept, right? Of like uh we know souls can't can't be created, souls aren't can't be entirely artificial. We have to get soul stuff from somewhere or someone in in you know any of these instances. And all of these sort of deiform entities are kind of converging together and we're beginning to sort of understand how they work. Which I think is is really interesting. Um, I'd say it's more so I impressive think- that after all this time it's maintained continuity. After all the, yeah. they, this was not always mm-hmm. the plan. We know that, that this, yeah. this is not always how things happen. They write mm-hmm. it that way, mm-hmm. but that's just not how it works. So. Yeah, it's definitely, they've just been like building on this concept, like piece by piece by piece by piece. And I think that when we're coming into Endwalker and coming to understand what Zodiac and Heidelin are, we're going to be looking at all of these pieces and seeing this kind of like, you know, puzzle of this narrative arc kind of completed in front of us, which I'm really excited for. So um this is another piece of that, which I found uh very compelling from a sort of uh world building perspective. Even if I was just a little bit actually I don't know. I think at first I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't have like a Xenos oversoul that just went berserk because that seemed to be like what they were sort of implying. Yeah. Um, and that would have been a cool fight, but we've just fought Xeno so many times <laughs> and we're going to fight him again in like, mm-hmm. a, like at least twice, right? I think we can agree that over the course of Endwalker, we're going to fight him at least twice. So it's probably just as well at the end of the day. I think it's also Although, fitting because we were we worried s- about an oversoul for like, this is, this can't go well. Yeah. And it seems Valens yeah. agreed. It's the only time I'll ever mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. So, because it's like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, uh, generally, yeah. the result they found was that Oversoul was just a problem. And that Overmind mm-hmm. was probably going to be their better option. Realistically, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, you're excited from a world-building perspective, but we have a mm-hmm. mech head in here that I'm sure was excited uh, for very different reasons. <laughs> Although, he's probably it excited me. for yeah. some of the same reasons. It me. It bitches. It me. <laughs> it bitches. What? Can I'm you bitches. can you lay out like the the illusions in this fight for us? Because we know that Yoshida's like a huge um, head. gun club yes. fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went into this well, a little bit last week. I remember a little bit. Yeah, and uh, again, the uh, the new G Warrior is the Dendrobium from um, Stardust Memory. Double O eight three. Uh, the initial missile salvo is is the Iwano Circus from Macross fame. Um, you know, and then you have the uh, the diamond weapon himself. When you when he gets to second phase, that just screamed Evangelion. Like when it goes berserk, that was. Mm. Yeah, that was just like berserk mode, Evangelion, out of control, yada yada yada, and then it goes back. 
So, and then you have the entire plotline of a soul merging with a robot, which is yes, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's very very. I had people in my chat referencing something specific when that was going on. I don't remember what it was, and having like well, the that entire the Evangelion as well. Kinda. Again, Evangelion is just like depending on which one you watch, it's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other there are other series that tried to do that as well, mm-hmm. where like the soul kind of merges with the mech. Mm-hmm. The whole family's yeah. in the robot. Yeah, all the families in I, the robot. A, a lot of people were talking about Full Metal Alchemist in reference to Alphonse. Alphonse. As well. That's yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty on the nose one. It's not it's not exactly yeah, the perfect because he's he's a he inhabits literally just hollowed out armor. Yeah, armor. Yeah, but this is just the more sophisticated version. Yeah, of that. I guess that's true. I give you that. It's also the same yeah. the same freaking name. Yeah, isn't it? he does have the same name. It's hard to, <laughs> hard to get around that. He does become a suit of armor in some way. Yeah, everyone's everyone's going over all the different things. It's just. This, again, mm-hmm. I said this last week, this felt like a labor of love more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had sure. mentioned, you had mentioned the individual, the, from Dad of Light, who was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. after he yeah. passed, yeah, feeling like there was a bit of that channeled into this. Yeah, I really think so. Yeah, so. I'm glad that, it was. That comes across, mm-hmm. both from a, from a Final Fantasy perspective, and even as someone who's not big into anime, I don't think, I don't, as much as it leans into anime tropes, being that we're playing a, a Japanese-developed game, it never really feels like it's going that much further beyond. I think the most anime trope is probably yeah. in yeah. 5.3 against <clears throat> the Sapphire Weapon when we see the G-Warrior for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the rest of this felt like you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty anime, but it's not like... I don't know. It's 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 fitting, if that makes sense. Uh, well, it's also very classic Final Fantasy. Like, it's, yeah. it, the fight was very evocative mm-hmm. of... Uh, Final Fantasy X, like standing on the the uh, airship deck and fighting um, what's the, the second dragon? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt very evocative of that to me. Um, so yeah, it felt like right in place, didn't it? Yeah, and then the end is just there to get you to cut on. Like you better be cutting onions at your mm-hmm. desk so you can at least be prepping dinner while you're finishing it because you might as well kill two birds with one stone on that one. Because I had my camera mm-hmm. off and I'm like, oh, thank God. I am so happy that guys did get that vindication yes. that we were hoping for. Yeah, we we well, got to see all the old together. all the old guard in in that moment. You get to see Rattan, Nero, yep. Livia. Yep. I mean, it's literally yep. a slice mm-hmm. in the life of not killing people but still being a part of the empire. Yeah, that that again, it comes back to this idea of whether or not these types of characters are capable of redemption, whether we should be allowing them redemption. And that's probably a little bit kind of outside the scope of what we're talking about today. But I got to admit, when I saw the Livia shade, my first reaction was, except you. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> thought know? the same thing. Like, yeah. Oh, this is nice. Oh, look, Rattan's there. Not you. <laughs> yeah, because Rattan, they, they established that the, the orphans had a, a pretty good, just like, friendship. Yeah, relationship. But, yeah. I mean, they were, they're yeah. literally both people who were conscripted into the Empire, so there's, like, a common ground yeah. there. So. Yeah. 
Whereas everything we've got from Olivia is that she was a sociopath. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we, we already like, we established the canon that the 14th Legion were the ones that crushed the, um, Dalmascan resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Like way back. Um, and immediately when they decided that they were going to bring back Gaius's character and try to like distance him from the war crimes, they were like, oh no, it wasn't the 14th Legion. It was just Livia. That was all her. She's a bitch. She's a crazy bitch. <laughs> all that stuff about her meeting Gaius in, in his room, that's, that's her. That's not him. She's just, that's her. All right. She's the shitty one. She hated all the other orphans. She was, she was jealous. <laughs> they really did. They took like all of the, the shitty things about Gaius and Gaius's actions and they just dumped it all on her. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I mean, the, the writing does that, but you also get from the writing that Gaius mm-hmm. doesn't at all think that Gaius holds himself accountable for pretty much everything. There's not a, there's yes, not a absolutely. bit of his dialogue where he, he cops himself I'm- out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think when, when we are talking about redemption, um, and whether, you know, certain characters are, are deserving of it or whether we find it kind of interesting or compelling stories or whether it's, you know, something we kind of roll our eyes at being sort of like, you know, pro imperialists, like propaganda or whatever. I always go back to that scene in 4.1 where they're discussing whether or not they're going to execute for dollar, right? Avril Bomb just sort of stands up and says like, hey, we Alamegans did awful, awful things during this war. Um, we did awful things under Theodric in order to sort of, you know, survive before we actually got off our asses and decided enough is enough. We went along with the status quo. When we were fighting, the Galleons, we did terrible, terrible things. These Galleons, 90% of them, over 90% of them are conscripted soldiers who are being held hostage, right? Their families are being held back in these provinces and, and being made, you know, sure under no uncertain terms that they will be killed, um, if they, you know, dissent in any way. Um, and the conclusion they arrived at was like, at some point, we have to stop executing each other. At some point, we just have to say, well, you know, what's left is what's left. Who's alive is who's alive. Let's realize that we've all done nasty, horrible things and try to find a way to, to move forward. Um, and that's basically how I think we have to approach guys and Fordolan characters like this, right? Is that the characters that we love, characters like Merlin, characters like Raubom, even even characters like Kani Senar, like the Pajali, have got a, a dungeon where they tortured people for centuries. They've got a mansion up on the hill where they they lived in luxury, whilst talking about how much they loved the forest and how much everyone should live in 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 you know peace and uh, and complicité with the forest. Um, like everyone sucks. <laughs> Um, and whether or not you agree with that, that's basically the, the, um, uh, the direction that we're coming from with these characters, right? Yeah. And, uh, we see that, I mean, we, we've been seeing that more and more. Even in, um, I think in 5.5, is it Arenvald who mentions Theodric? Somebody mentions Theodric in 5.5 in the MSQ. Mm-hmm. They mentioned how before, you know, before the Garlings came in, like, listen, we had Theodric. So. Monago. 
Managa. I think Managa. Yeah, there you go. Managa mentions yeah. it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, listen. Again, in, yeah. again, in a sort of like, very sort of subtle. That's in Whirlit then, because she's only at the start of Whirlit. She's not in MSQ. Yeah. yeah it's right at yeah, the start. Yeah, Whirlit. It's in Whirlit. But it's another one of those, like, really subtle sort of, like, backpedaling on Gaius. It was in the yeah. context of, like, oh, well, Gaius was nowhere near as bad as Theodric. It was nowhere near as bad as Xenos. And, like, it was actually pretty cool and pretty chill. Um, I think we just have to accept that as kind of a, a retcon, really. Yeah, I guess. I forgot about the part with Monago at the very beginning, where Gaius is like, yeah, they're picking me. You're so muted, Sly. They're picking me to mm-hmm. lead this resistance. I guess I'm amazed they would look at me and be like, yeah, that guy. He's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can do this. I'll do it. This is, this is, this is, I'll do whatever I want. That's, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll, I'll be your bitch now. That's it. And he does a good job. They don't lose that many lives. Thanks to us beating them. Well, to be fair, Alphonse pretty much does all the work for them before they get there. Yeah. One way or the other. Um, Fortunately, they leave the the end of... Well, I mean, Alphonse does get Valens, technically, although I'd say is... In the end, yeah. Yeah. And the sound effects there is like a... His head is... (laughs) Yeah, it's just... It it really did not fit. I'm like, okay, I mean, mean, how else can you really, really, like, bring sound to somebody being crushed to, to fucking death? Like, by, by popping without it, fucking without, head. without it being as graphic, without it being as graphic. Mm. That's not what I was thinking. No. It was like, it was like, pop, and then a little bit of like something going down a faucet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was Soken, right? Soken's the sound designer. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so that's a pretty like, satisfying we, scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, vindictive as hell, but, uh, you know, fuck him, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a scene. So obviously we all knew when diamond escape balance didn't die. Like that was, it's like, listen, we've seen, we've seen a weapon destroy a facility before and their legatus get out of it. I've fucking been here before. This dude's not fucking dead. All right. <laughs> oh, you know why it sounded so wet? It's probably cause he was full of milk. I don't know if that's the reason at this. That's probably it. That's got to be it, right? I don't. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that that's <laughs> the logic there. Oh, but um, at least at least uh, at least that cow got a refund. You know the um the Mongolians used to mix um horse blood and and milk together. Um Did you just call to, a horse? to keep themselves on the saddle. Did you just call Valens yeah. a horse? Hmm. Okay. They're going to name a, a cocktail after him. Um, so I think the one thing... Yeah, okay, so Valens gets killed, half by guys, half by Alphonse. They take turns mm. on him, <laughs> and that's great. Um, and then Alphonse's uh, memory core, his, his synthetic site. Um, basically does for Ali the same thing that the little shard of crystal does for, uh, for ringing at the end of, um, at the end of Eden, right? We got this idea mm-hmm. of, of, of 
Orsite being unique, the the type of ether they contain is is memory. Yeah. Um, primarily, right? And uh, what I'm kind of wondering here is whether Ali's got her memories back, or whether it's kind of like the Asians, where she's got um, like Alphonse's memories of her. And I know that this is completely like non. Uh, it's like not not an issue. It's not going to come up anywhere. But I couldn't help but wonder about that. All the same, I think it's just it's just showing them his memories, and it's just using that to kick her out of shock, and that's all it is. Right? Oh, so she, you think she, she, was in she shock. literally says Alphonse says continue, and she's like, "I'm going to join you," and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! You're, you're really misunderstanding what I'm saying here. You mm-hmm. keep going. We're dead. You keep going." You don't die now. Right. Okay. That's that's fine. We're gonna you can do this. Alright. And I think that's all it is. I think it's just a sphere of memory. I don't think it's gonna be used mm-hmm. or 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 function in any way like we've seen in the past. I think she's she's seen it, she has it, and that's that's kind of the end of it all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't help but wonder because it's basically like a synthetic heart of Sabik, you know? Yeah. And I just can't help but wonder when there's artifacts like that lying around that we've got in the back of our pocket. There's just going to be instances that come up. It's like they, they had to destroy the Tuxamati, right? Because since they did, there have been so many moments where we could have just MacGuffin things with the Tuxamati. And with that hanging around and not destroyed, I'm just going to have it like in the back of my head being like, oh, do we have that? That's, I mean, that's what the anime scene, it's like the father son Kamehameha. Where she's gonna be holding mm-hmm. it and like using it, and then all of her siblings are gonna put their hands on her wrist while she's doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's there. It's, yeah. I just wrote 7.0. You're welcome. That's beautiful. There you go. Um, well, I, I have one more question to pose to you guys for Whirlet. Do okay. we think that Gaius is, is going to be just hanging out in Whirla and helping them set up their government, or is he going to come back into the MSQ? The whole Shadowhunter thing is still kind of open-ended. We still have Asians. Or Asian. Yeah. We really yeah. got to tell I mean, him that we that up for the most part, don't we? We really got to let him know that it's like, yeah, we kind of, like, there's a yeah. there's, there's some strays, but, like, you got to know that we're we're good. It just seems like it's not his priority at the moment. You know, yeah, he kind of like skipped out on on his on what he was originally doing as Shadow. Well, he failed. He wanted to save Gollum from the Asians, and he like blatantly failed. I I I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be largely absent from the MSQ in six point oh specifically. Maybe after in six point one. I think the idea is gonna be that there's probably a tower out in you know, Whirlet's area that we can't see from Turncliff, and that he's largely going to be the one dealing with that. Like, I think we'll be in contact with him regarding towers mm-hmm. that are out in that area. And that's it. He's just mm-hmm. gonna, other than that, he's going to be largely absent. That's a shame. Because I really want him to be, like, our Hammond's Wardestinian, you know? That's why I've been getting our Estinian back, so if you don't need to... <laughs> That's fine. They're not mutually exclusive. 
but that's but they are the same person. Well, technically, this this is Tanita's not at all the same person. No, he no, even, he even makes a note of that in this MSQ how he is so very much not Heavensward mm. Stinian, mm. which was uh, quite refreshing. What about you, Sly? You, you, so you you think that they're gonna somehow they're gonna bring him into MSQ in six point with Fan Daniel? I, I want to think so. Like I I want to think that somehow some way he will be involved and is. Fan Daniel, the last Asian. Probably not. Unless he's That's gone out of his way not. to eliminate all the other ones now that he's doing this shit. Yeah, if not, if not, I, I can definitely see uh, guys coming back. But yeah, I can I can see guys being a little bit hands off with Fan Daniel, not even knowing what's going on. I mean, I, I feel like we kind of give him bits of information, like like, look, guys, there was this Asian. We, we fucking took care of it. There might be more in the future. We'll call you. Don't call us. We'll call you. Um, it might be that kind of thing. But yeah, as far as like six point ah, he's chilling. World, he's got a he's got a society to kind of rebuild. Just don't tell him about Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say yeah. how many? If after we kill Fandango, that's what six, seven total apps. Uh, no, yeah, seven total confirmed like permadead Asians, I believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm thinking the the main three: Lahabrea, uh, Elidibus, and uh, yeah, yeah, and Emmett. And then you have, <laughs> but they're the only ones that we can say for sure are permadead. I guess that's true. Like most of the others are probably permanent. Because Gaia is technically, I mean, even she, if they even leave that, yeah. that 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 open, that she could probably learn to travel between the realms if she really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh so man, I want to see that. I want to. I want to see her and Gaius and Gaius just being like again with the fucking hammer of darkness. No, 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 Jeez. no, 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 no. Gaius, she's good people. She's good people. She's good people. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> She's She's literally got the hammer of darkness, dude. Laham Brent told me about the hammer of darkness. (laughs) Um, Obviously, what's her face? Uh, Iggy Orm, we know, is gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. Iggy Orm's gone. Fan Daniel, we're dealing Mm -hmm. with right now. Artemis Mm -hmm. is, uh, well, what's what's his actual? Is that Immoraloth? What's his name? What's his actual? Not Immoraloth. No, Mitron is is Gaia. That's 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 who Gaia was. Who is who is no. Yeah, no? No, it's Logriff and. Oh, I'm Logriff. sorry. Yeah, she's Logriff. He's Logriff Gaia. and Matron. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's Logriff um, and Matron. Matron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so we can at least say I think Matron's memory crystal is probably gone. So, well, that's why he needed to do all of Eden. Yeah, we know that because he didn't have a memory yeah, crystal. I, yeah, I think I think they probably don't have access to any of the memory crystals in the mold. Yeah, which means so they could just, still be their ether, just not any memory of them, essentially. Yeah, of course. Like they're still going to have their shards, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter um, at this point. No, it's it's really just a question of like of the ones that oh, we honest. or someone else deleted before we killed Emmett Selk, Which of those got raised back up? Because it seems like Amaralov, for instance, we know that Galuf Baldessian and Co. They smited him, yeah. and then like two patches later, he's back on the convocation seat. So. I, I do think, however, that the writers are trying to get as many of them out of the picture as possible. While we have pandemonium coming. Yeah. 
Which is a big yeah. question mark. <laughs> that's a big, big question yeah. mark. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So we'll see how that actually turns out. Either way, Whirlit. Mm. Don't have to wait four weeks to finish that story. That one's good. We'll see where it goes mm-hmm. from from here on out. And that was quite a satisfying ending for me in particular. Mm-hmm. One one more quick question. Like I, I know you asked about guys. Do we see anything with Allie in the future? She's going to be with him. There's, if we see him, she's just going to be relevant and present. I feel like that's true of most of the Turncliffe people who they go out of their way to introduce. And on top mm-hmm. of uh, Vordelaine and um, what's-her-face, uh, Severa. Severa. Yeah. 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 I think the idea is that any plotline they continue, they're probably key players at any point in the future. But that uh, probably not in the immediate future, though. No. Yeah, she's going to become the G-Warrior's primary pilot. Guy's too old for that shit. He don't want to do that. He can, he'll do the G-Savior, but he ain't trying to, he ain't trying to be a mech pilot anymore. That dude's old, man. Dude's in his 50s, isn't he? <laughs> I think he's in his 60s now. Jesus Christ. Hey, he looks good for his 60s. Actually. Uh, trying to find let out. Me <laughs> let me check. He has that so close. Just moments. He's in the closet over there. Moments. Like, he has it just right next to him. No. Yeah, of course. I have to. Um, Alright, so what's the next thing while I'm looking this up? Uh, I think the next thing would be uh, MSQ. Yeah. You think about it, because there's so many pieces of like the side stories here are meant to be done piecemeal week by week. Like We really can't talk mm-hmm. about Custom Delivery or Ishgard much. Only the first couple of weeks of those have really transpired. Mm. And we have Bones um, Joe, which is huge, but that's saving for part two. Guys was 57 in ARR, so he's about 60. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's aged gracefully. I'd say so. Hmm. If, at, like if at 57, you've, st- you've still got all of the, those quotes and you get to be a boss fight in a dungeon, I'd say you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that old Jesus makes it makes me feel like Gaius versus Valens at the end. There was like when when Eminem and MGK had their rat feud, and then <laughs> yeah, and Gaius is obviously Eminem in this case. So mm. it's about how you know that, didn't it's about how that went. Considering they're pretty similar age, no, I think I Valens is definitely. I think Valens is younger. No, no, no! I'm saying who didn't age so well, considering they're about the same age. Oh, okay. is Gosetsu? Yeah, Gosetsu. Well, Gosetsu is a cripple. Yeah, he's. Not and he just a had a time. building fall on him. Yeah, he's not having a good. And time. got shot a couple of times. Gus got I mean, blown Gosset- up. I mean, Gosetsu, his build though, like he don't. I, yeah. He's he's literally a cripple. Like he can't. He can barely walk now. And yet that's all he does, because he's a nomad. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's his boss. Anyway, uh, MSQ. MSQ. Yeah. Um, we were pretty on the nose about a lot of the stuff from this, I felt like. I felt, I felt pretty good coming out of this with where we thought uh, part one was, was going to go, minus uh, a couple of things that we didn't really even discuss or predict. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, where you guys well, landed on that. I I am salty because oh. we got a spoiler cast before the patch, and that was the heckin' trailer. There was nothing in the trailer. I'm um, sorry, there was nothing in this MSQ patch that wasn't in the trailer. 
Like they showed they showed us Tiamat in the trailer. Although everything that, around that, Tiamat was largely a mystery, but we you could have divined how that no. went. Yeah, it, it was pretty like easy to intuit if you've even been paying like half attention to the story since Heaven's One. I, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great trailer, and like Yoshida was making the point that it was really difficult to sort of avoid spoilers in this trailer. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit salty about that because that would have been like such a huge moment was was us kind of realizing, oh my god, we're going to go see Tiamat. So, I um I was a bit frustrated by that, um, and that there was nothing that really sort of defied my expectations in this patch for the MSQ. Despite how good it was, there was there was no like huge kind of surprise or twist. There was no Varus at the table moment. Yeah, where yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah exactly. I know there's yeah. an Asian, and this is what I plan on doing. Right, and that's and that's what we should be comparing it to because that was uh, four point five. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. sort of directly analogous patch we've got here. So God, every time we see those tables, we think some real shits about to happen. This is finally every one time. time where it didn't. The realest thing that yeah, happened was Aaronvald walked in the room, and they're like, "Oh shit, right. the B team." <laughs> 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 or in Aaronvald's case, maybe yeah. the C team. Not sure. Yeah. He's not. No, a, he's BT. He's not, but he doesn't know how to. He sucks at fighting, though. Doesn't that relegate him to C team? I don't think he sucks at fighting. He even says. I he mean, sucks how many? It was. It was a moment. It was a moment, and he has limited. He has limited teammates. He. Besides, yeah, he has he's, fought, he's, he's basically he's I'm the worst fighter in the room. Was more so what he was saying. I, yeah, I mean, you know, he's just he's just saying that. That's just his character. He's just humble. <laughs> Right. He's he's fought he's fought so many primals by now, and right. I mean like you guys remember what happened when you two tried to fight Leviathan? I won. Aaron Volta kick Aaron Volta kick your ass. I won. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean you guys had cannons and I also know. got the echo. Had Aether, and, and three dozen. Teams. Yeah, and three dozen company heroes members that that died for you. Died. Yeah, that didn't do mm-hmm, exactly. fucking shit and got wiped, <laughs> and all the Sahagin got wiped away anyway by their own god. <laughs> right. Mm. I'm just saying, like, Aaron Vold's, he's no joke. He's definitely beat him. Alright, well then he should have yeah, been, for those, for those been you... fighting alongside me in Scala then, instead of making me do it. That's fair. Um, for those of you who don't know, basically, um, since the end of 4.1, um, Aaronvold and Fordola mm-hmm. have been, um, fighting ARR primals, basically. They've been the, the Ifrit grind squad for the most part. Um, that while we're off doing more important things, they just keep smashing out the, uh, the Eorzean primals that keep getting summoned. They're, they're pony farming. Yeah. Yeah, they're mountain farming. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> they're mount far- they're, wait, they're, they're mount farming, but they're sinking it for some reason kind of deal. You know? <laughs> so, you know, there's a few people die and need to get rezzed, but for, they win. And right. You know, I don't know how many of them have won them out, though. At this point, it's not, it's not even unreal yet. It's just strictly just ARR synced. Yeah, they're just doing it synced. Not mid item level, though. Just yeah. synced. Just synced. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, they don't even have all their right. skills. Yeah, and that's um that's explored in both Tales of the Storm, uh, as well mm-hmm. as the level eighty 
summoner quest, which I didn't do before the patch, and I want to go do it now that we've got some context to see which way they acknowledged it, like we talked about, since mm-hmm. uh, that's, you know, which, which event do they consider canon? It essentially answers which events is canon. I think based on the MSQ before I even do the summoner quest line, kind of has to be mm-hmm. that the summoner quest line is canonically the first thing. It feels like it kind of has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it'd be really weird if I went to do it now and Airvolt's like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'll go. I'll 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 lay back down after after I'm <laughs> it's done. Only, with this it's only level fifty. It's not lunar free. It's just the normal. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Everything will be okay. Uh, yeah, but that's um, explained. So, that's that's the two places where you can find that information. Yeah. So we're in Alamigo because they've you know called a a war summit, uh, basically with these towers showing up uh, to share the intel they've learned with the rest of the alliance leaders. Um, and Aaron Ford and Ford Dollar are tasked with basically infiltrating one of these towers to learn more, to work out what the, the dealio is, since they're the only ones that can, you know, get in without being tempered, we hope. Um, and we're given the more important task of dealing with Luna Bahamut, working out how to kill it and then um, hunting it down. Uh, and we learned that Rianger and Thancred are, thank God, they are back from Garmalt and they are okay. Uh, however, it seems that that big tower has already appeared yeah. in Garmalt. Um, and furthermore, it seems that despite, I, I, I gotta wonder, like, what are the Maelstrom scouts in, uh, is it, is it Cap Overlook there? Cap, yeah, it's Cap Overlook. Yeah, the is, one, is the, yeah, the one that's near the Nimian ruins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know now that they didn't just like pop out of the ground spontaneously; that they were built. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, how did right? you not see this? Exactly, exactly. It's like, how did you? First of all, how did you not see like a fleet of airships coming in? For starters. Mm-hmm. And, and they, like, sure, maybe they constructed it in, like, a week or two, but, like, they're just sitting around playing triple triad and, and, you know, <laughs> the kobolds aren't a threat anymore. They don't have to worry about them. What are they doing? <laughs> Someone's gonna get fired for that. That's, that's a huge oversight. Um, but yeah, basically we learned that the, the Garmod's completely silent, except for this tower. Everyone in the city has basically been tempered. And they're working like, like a hive mind, basically building this, this tower. Um, and that they assume that it's kind of the same deal with all these other towers and that the people that have been kidnapping the various beast races that are near these towers, um, mm. are Garleans. They are wearing Garlean armor. Yeah. It's worth mentioning um, the towers. They do say just appear. So I assume Fan Daniel did took yeah. care of the distribution for the Something. most part. Mm. Yeah. They kind of they can kind of get places pretty quick, those Assians. That's a big yeah, fucking that's portal, fair. though. That's a lot of big fucking portal. Then again, we don't know anything about what defines the rest of the Talafroy outside of mm-hmm. Van Daniel. We, we don't know if even those are just Assians that are left over. That he's been like, listen, I'm in charge now. We're not called that. All right. We're called the Talafroy. Shut the fuck up. We're doing it. Okay. Mm hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all we know about what constitutes the tall offer so far are Van Daniel Xenos, Tempered Guardians, Tempered Beast Races, Tempered, tempered dragons. dragons. Yeah, Tempered yeah. Maricidians. Um, 
Yeah, to wit, we uh, learn that Kral and Tataru have had the foresight to uh, try and track down Astinian since dragons. <laughs> it's a good idea, realistically. It's the first time where he probably hears that and he's like, all right, finally, this, at least it makes sense this time. Instead of just I every mean, fucking I was, time. I was kind of like, hey, excuse me, is just remind me real quick, is Stinian, did Astinian do Coil? Or was that me? Because I think that was... I think, I think I did that, actually. I think I that that one was me. Alice says, like, it was him. I know, I was there. I know. <laughs> Alpha knows, like, I was there at the end. Shut up. Listen, hmm? nasty. Yeah. I just needed the other I half of the grimoire. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of um, fucked up now you think about it. Both half of those grimoires are just being thrown in a fucking desk now. With Alsa and Alpha, no, they're like, that's fuck it, we're different now. I don't care. That's true, right? Is that um, we get Louis Swa being like, oh, you could use these grimoires now to summon a, a Phoenix Eggy. Don't forget to do that. And they're like, ah, yeah, but Scala kind of sucks. It's kind of boring. <laughs> I don't want to play. I don't want to play Arcanist and Scholar anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move on. We've had so many expansions. Like you, you weren't there. You didn't. You didn't buy Stormblood, Orion J. You don't even. You haven't even seen the Endwalker trailer yet. Hmm. Um. So Sly, what does what does uh, Estinian do? What do you mean? I mean, what is he? What is he up to when we catch up to him? What's his plan? Wasn't he the? He wasn't the one who... Uh, Sly, there's a really easy bubble. answer to this that you're missing out on. Come on, dude. What? That's what I said. Wasn't he the whole... Wasn't he the leader of the free TMI movement? Yeah. That's what I was about to say, yeah. Okay. There it is. <laughs> I just expected a quick answer. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought, we I find... Like, I thought you were asking something else, I don't know. No, I thought you were asking. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I swear, it wasn't a trick question. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, like, what? yeah, we we show up in Ishgard and we're looking around for Astinian and Alizé is like, "Hey, is it is it the tall Elizan dude with the free Tiamat t shirt on over there?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. He walked Alpha up to us. Alpha That's true. Yeah. You, how how you have grown, Alpha Nero. I love that. I love that. That was. So you know, it's funny because oh, you're looking you're looking a lot more husky now. <laughs> was that was that the term he's like husky? Yeah, yeah. it's it's so funny because we've seen Alphano been mistaken for Alice a number of times, and he's like, "You did you hurt nothing yeah. but my pride," and Alice mm. loses it. Rugged, that's the rugged loses it. Rugged, yeah. Mm. And especially the 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 head pat is where it really mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. Man, if somebody said Man. something like that to me and then didn't touch me, I'd be upset. But if they then did that, <sighs> so. We, we've seen it in the other direction so many times, but this is the mm-hmm. first time I think we've seen Estinian being like explicitly horny for Alphano. <laughs> Not how I, I read they into didn't go it. They on a yeah. tour together. Come on. They didn't go on tour together for, for an expansion for a MSQ. Well, that's, that's true. But in all that time, in all that time, Estinian mm-hmm. did not once kind of come to that level. And, there's an issue. There's an issue here that I won't. I won't dive into too much. No, no, no. Dive. But, dive. but, but there's there's a time bubble, right? Okay. And the, mm-hmm. within that time bubble, at the moment, yep. 
Alphano is kind of um, shrouding as minor, <laughs> if you will. Oh my god! He may or may not be. You know what? Don't dive. Ex- don't dive. Never mind. This back, may or may not be it. extremely inappropriate. Please, please back out of it. Please back out. Of it. <laughs> I regret asking. I regret asking you to dive into it. But fuck! I need a beer. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just my. That was just my first thought. I was like, "All right, we've Holy we've already established. We, we just established. I think this is good. We did just establish that um, Riage didn't have his growth spurt until he turned twenty, right? And Alfino is somewhere between sixteen and twenty. So, what I want are, to put to taking, you: Are you taking into account time on the first? Yes. No. 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 His body didn't age. No. We know that. No. Um, his body didn't age. Yeah. But mm. it, it counting time on the first, like, yeah, okay. He, he could be, like, his mind could be early 20s. Um, no. What I'm suggesting is Alphino from Era to Heaven's Ward just got, like, an inch taller. Heaven's Ward to Stormblood, he got an inch taller. I don't think he's gotten taller since Stormblood. But are we going to see a growth spurt from Alphino? I hope I mean, not. One, one could hope. I hope not. Except happy. I no, don't do it. I do, people See, are weird enough about those characters as it is. I don't need him getting taller. I'm I'm over here thinking that we're gonna get like a little bit, maybe like a one year uh, time skip between six point zero and six point one for the new arc. That we're gonna burst the time bubble and we're gonna enter a new time bubble. I don't know about that. I don't want tall. It, it feels like a, a lot would happen in that time frame. I don't want tall. Maybe no, I don't want tall for say. I don't want it. Maybe not on the source. Maybe not on the source. Maybe on the first. Like there's a like that is a big window of time for shit to not happen, or mm-hmm. to kind of rush through it and say, "Oh, this happened in a one year span, and we just didn't touch it." Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder. I don't know. I, I just, like, I think Alphano really is, like, the main character of Final Fantasy fourteen, And at some point, he's got to... He's got to grow up. That's not true. All JRPG heroes stay 16. Yeah, but very few JRPGs take place over such a massive kind of span of time. No, they still stay 16. Oh, okay. That's fine. All right. Go ahead 100 years, okay. I'm 60. They're 16. Final Fantasy 15, okay. he goes away for fucking 10 years and he, he gets a little stubble and it's like, yeah, you're still fucking 20. You're still 20 years old. I don't care. 20 is, no, 20 is the upper point. echelon that they'll go to. There you go. Yeah, Ash was... St- Wait! Yeah. yeah! Do you not know Pokemon? That motherfucker's still 10 years old! I don't think there's a single episode where they wish him a happy birthday. Probably is. Uh, yeah, 20, 20 is like a grandfather in JRPG terms, isn't it? Chat knew very quickly they did do a birthday episode for Ash. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to get to get back on track, I guess we we go to Maricidia, and there's a lot of filler there. Was it just made? Did this feel like really weirdly paced? Well, I'm sorry, I was still trying bit. to get over the conversation we just had. Can you say that again? <laughs> 
We got a Maricidia. I've got Maricidia on the on the brain for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. We got Azaslaw. I wish we went to Maricidia. We got Azaslaw, and it seems like there's a lot of filler there. See, for me, this felt like this this played it's, it felt like oh wow people really like those scenes in 5.4 let's do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same thing with like graha and his blood <laughs> and trying to make sure it all worked we didn't get a password moment but we did get clippy mm-hmm. clippy the elegant node yes we got a windows update I, and clippy the elegant node i thought i thought it was just straight up microsoft chat maybe i thought oh, it was hey. clippy He's like, you look like you could use some help. And I'm like, I want you dead. No, I we don't need help. No, I'm sorry. We literally got Allegan Allegan Clippy. They knew. That yeah. was that was that's a super big Koji. Let me let me write in some some computer memes because I don't get to do this. Like, I mean that was the same yeah. in 5.4, like the password being password. Like those are all like tech memes. Like people having mm-hmm. shitty passwords and things like that. So Man, he must have had a really fucked up update. As of recent. Five years. was it? Five years? I know what I should <laughs> probably yeah. remember it because it'll probably be on Air Zivia. Well, now it won't be. No, you know we'll forget. Yeah. You just have to ask it like t- 13 questions in so we're already disappointed in ourselves and now we can't remember. Yeah. So, don't worry. Five years. <laughs> And when I am, um, when I'm behind five years of updates, I don't just go all do it myself and just like go into Windows and just like figure out how the programs work and shit. That doesn't, mm-hmm. I can't just skip a five year update. Windows won't leave me alone after two weeks. So Allegan's got that, that top quality. They got, you know what they is? I, I'm on, I'm on Windows 10, uh, like consumer. They're on Windows 10 professional. It's probably it. Oh yeah. That's gotta be it. Yeah. That's gotta be it for sure. Um, well, I guess to kind of pierce through all of that nonsense, um, we get two, like, big points, I think, out of these scenes. The the first one is some more elucidation on this idea of, like, tampering by degrees, right? Yeah. And that since Tiamat summoned Bahamut, in so doing was exposed to that tampering influence, um... And it seems, this is really interesting to me, because it seems that we're establishing here that primals will categorically temper the summoner or summoners, like, upon summoning. So we know that, like, having fought primals, they don't always try and temper us. Um, and when they do, it's something they have to do deliberate, and it's, like, uh, directed, right? Yeah. Um, and we, you know, can protect ourselves, we can protect other people from it, as we saw with Lakshmi. Um, but now we've got two instances here with Bahamut and again with Zodiac where it was like, well, when we summon him, that's like the first thing they do is they need, they need people to have tempered. Um, but once again, it's not black and white and that Tiamat being incredibly powerful herself, um, has had her, her soul kind of polarized, but maintains her sense of self and most of her memories and most of her kind of, you know, most of herself. Yeah. And we're not really sure, like, to what extent um, she's been tempered. And neither does she, really, because she doesn't want to be mm-hmm. let go until we... Because she's like, unless, 
you have a way of fixing me, then I'm staying. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, mm-hmm. well, fortunately for you, we've been working on this thing with these porksies for the last uh, the last several months. And she's like, mm-hmm. really? You can do that? <laughs> oh. Okay. How convenient. All right. Well, let's um, give a shot then. Yeah. And this, again, this, this kind of builds on what Xenos was telling us um, in reference to Shinryu, right, was the idea that he had of it being sort of like a contest of wills, uh, what what tempering is, yeah. rather than this sort of binary thing. Um, yeah, so we get some, we get some more of that. Uh, and then, of course, we get the big point that is going to lead us into Endwalker in a lot of ways, and something that we have been wondering about and spe- speculating about since Heaven's Award is, like, what would it take to get the dragons involved and invested? You know? They don't care about Galamon. Like, I-, I got it from Yoshida's mouth that the whole Galian threat was just not that big a deal. Um, and people like Vidofnir and Vidofnir, Price Velga, it's just not it's just not big enough for them to care about. It's not a threat to them. They don't really see it as a threat to the world. It's just like a blip on the radar for them. But for Tiamat, she's got two motivations here. One, obviously, you know, Bahamut and trying to preserve his memory and the integrity of that and save the Mericidians that are still alive. And we'll get to that in a moment. But the other thing is that she recognizes that this is the end of Heidelin, that, that what they're facing here is the potential death of Highland. This is not just another calamity and that she recognizes the sort of severity of that, which is something we're going to need to get other parties to understand pretty soon. Right. Yeah. And it seems like that's for the most part happening at a reasonable pace. 5.4 was the catalyst for trying to yeah. fix the relationships between the kobolds and, the and the limbs of Of course, the stakes being that we need mm-hmm. to be able to cure tempering for that to even remotely be possible. And we see with Pagalthon, mm-hmm. I mean, it's worth remembering that Pagalthon is not a safe haven for the tempered Amalcha. That really is just no. through, uh, what is it, um, Zaharak, where mm-hmm. the majority of them reside. Yeah, that's their main stronghold. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we see that we see that in spades. We basically see in spades throughout Zolm, uh, as we go through Zolmak and into the later parts of Pagalthon, that... Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, it's not just, even though it's an Amalja homeland, it is not a place only the Amalja go. Mm-hmm. Cause we see other races present. We didn't bring, we didn't bring kobolds to, to Zolmak. Well, it seems the kobolds were working with the, the uh, the Maelstrom. The, yeah, they were working no. with the Maelstrom. Well, I guess they, they true. fronted up. They don't, they don't live like in Thal. Yeah, yeah. The kobolds all live on, um, but, uh, yeah, they, they rocked up. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the, you know, the most interesting thing about Pagothan for me was the fact that Tiamat felt that she could rescue some of the Maricidians. Yeah, it didn't work out so great for very long. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think we were talking about this a little bit last week, right? That the Dragon Song might be also somehow akin to tempering. Yeah. Right? Is that when Midgard Zomer at the Battle of Silver Tear Skies sort of calls out 
the Jurvanians are literally, like, compelled to fly and fight for him. And it seems like Tiamat sort of saying, like, hey, all the Mericidians have been tempered by Bahamut, and they've been neuralinked by the Alligans. Presumably the ones that Talofere are getting are from Azasla, because the ones in Coil, I think we pretty firmly established, were dead once we switched the coils off. Yeah, right. We we basically turned all of the technology in the coil should be disabled, so they're not. They shouldn't be mm-hmm. being held in a perpetual state of somehow living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she thinks that there are some that are perhaps not so far tempered, um, kind of like her, that she can uh, sort of claim them back, presumably through that sort of draconic influence that the dragons can exert over their brute. Um, and I think that's really fascinating as well, is we've got a, a, another idea that tempering is perhaps not even unique to to primals. Or, I or mean, to it shouldn't be, because we've established it is just the ability to to alter ether in some degree. Mm-hmm. So, if there's a, there's a well, to alter between... to alter ether to alter ether in order to dominate someone. Yeah, yeah. And who's to say that um, dragons don't have, especially because all the dragons came from one dragon at the end of the day. I mean, they're all they all reach mm-hmm. up to Midgard's armor, and eventually they all reach up to mm-hmm. the, the, the brute. So, if realistically, mm-hmm. if that's a piece of their ether, with what we know yep. about dragons, which they, despite the fact that Bahamut and Tiamat are soulmates, lovers. They they asexually reproduce, so their broods are very mm-hmm. specifically their mm-hmm. ether being just like poured out. So they should theoretically have some control over it. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Like their ether is already modeled after, you know, in this case the the icon. Yeah. Um, as we know, is kind of an important um part of of how tempering works. Um, but that's really interesting, right? Because now we've got this idea of not just tempering to a primal or a dragon or some kind of deiform entity, but to an ideal. Which is tempering what we see with them all saying for God. They're all, everyone in this MSQ is like tempered to yeah. a whole nation. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And that they can still summon primals. They can still worship a primal. Um, but not be tempered by the primal, but be tempered by something else. And then subsequently have their idea of that primal in service to the idea that they're tempered to. Uh, which is basically how the, the lunar primals are working. As, as we sort of have explained for us, right? That the Mericidian dragons in this case are sustaining Bahamut, but they're tempered to the Telophoroi, so lunar Bahamut is serving the Telophoroi. So we gotta, you know, kill the Mericidian dragons that we can't save. Tiamat can claim back the ones that we can. We kill Luna Bahamut, and then Tiamat takes them and goes back to Mericidio. Which is really exciting. <laughs> because... Yeah. Chat, chat does bring up something pretty interesting. Um, with Olympus mm-hmm. becoming the warrior of white, they don't ever... Mm-hmm. He becomes a primal in a sense. They never worship Olympus. Yes. They worship the idea no. of a hero of a warrior of the warrior of light. But in a yeah. way that was sort of like tempering. Albeit he went he went about it in the most roundabout kind of way, but it was still tempering in a way. 
with the uh, with the. Uh, I'd say it was mind fuckery. Like he was fooling was, them all into doing something that he knew he could do, that he could capitalize on. Yes, it was. It was more like what happened with with Phoenix um, mm, at Cardano, yeah, but yeah. it was him like deliberately facilitating that. That sort of empowerment. Yeah, because he manages um, to take on the form with with the with the worshipped ideal, without mm-hmm. them worshiping him in particular. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of chat brings up that it is kind of similar to that of worshiping an idea. Yeah. So, so this is another case of us having like a couple of precedents that are sort of filling in like bits of this puzzle here that we're yeah. going to get the sort of culmination of in N. Walker. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously 5.5 is setting up a lot of, of Endwalker stuff, a lot of 6.0 yeah. stuff. But we also know that from 6.1 onwards, we're going to be going in a, in another narrative arc, setting up another narrative arc. And that it's going to have something to do with, you know, being launched from the zones that we're going to. We've been talking a little bit in previous shows about the relationship between Favner, Radzat Han, and Merisidia being the only trade and diplomatic relationship that Mericidia has with any other nation in the world. Now we've got Tiamat being like, I've rescued my brood. We can go back to our home. Dragons returning to Mericidia for the first time in 5,000 years. Like that's a pretty compelling historical event. Um, I really, really feel like we're starting to seed a Mericidian if not necessarily a Mericidian arc, certainly a, a Mericidian zone. We got a lot more history about Mericidia in this patch. We, we, I, I really feel like come, come 7.0. I mean, it's, it's way too early to start talking about 7.0. It's never but, too early. <laughs> were you, are you guys with me there? Like it certainly feels like they're starting to set it up. Uh, how, how many long cons have we played in all these years of doing this show? It's never too early to start talking about fuck 8.0. That's true. That's true. We've been talking about free tea since 3.0. Been talking about the moon since 3.1. Damn right. <laughs> so yeah, why not? Mercedia for 7.0. I mm. mean, there's a lot of people point out that when it comes to predicting, a lot of it just comes down to what we want. And there's a difference yeah, between that's true. predicting based on what's yeah. being seeded and what we just want. Like, I want to go to the new world. For example, I think we've we've mm-hmm. seen that uh, right now the only plotline with the New World is that it is essentially the Americas, which was we already knew even before the Blue Mage mm-hmm. questline, and that the the initial parts of the Blue Mage questline are very similar to the colonization that Europe Europe colonizing mm. America bringing yeah. over disease. Like that's those are those are the plotlines we've dealt with, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's all it is. Like there's a whole mm-hmm. continent to explore with all sorts of landscapes and. And events, and you have to imagine that the shit bad that's happening in Eorzea, as much as Silver Tier is still very clearly the center of it all, and why we probably have more problems, you have to imagine mm-hmm. there's some pretty world-ending shit that maybe has happened on the other side of the world at some point, or is yeah. waiting to happen yeah, on the sure. other side of the world at some point. So I, I think you make a good point, and I mean the same thing happened with Gaius, right? Is that this isn't so much predictive as like prescriptive? as us telling Square Enix what we want to see and then them doing it. (laughs) So let's say 7.0, Mericidia and and New World. Let's be like really You're burning too many places at once, man. You got to relax. And that was actually, Chad brought up something I forgot to mention earlier. I need to dive away from MSQ for a second. Sure. 
Okay. Going back to Diamond Weapon, because I have to bring this up. Yes. My first question was, this isn't, I knew that wasn't E-Free. The form he was taking is Mm. not E-Free. And I know it's a reference to a Gundam, but Mm. it says that it probably absorbed a primal that was summoned by the Corvosian Resistance. Okay, where does it where does it say that? Uh, I think it says it in the in the, the data logs. Oh wait, maybe it says it on the map. I have to double check. But there's something regarding we we checked. I checked. We checked on like the Gwibber. Yes, on the mount it says that. Okay, cool, cool. So so the it says that the diamond weapon absorbed a primal. It says that yeah, from that was summoned by the Corvosian resistance. Hmm. So what the fuck is that? <laughs> well. Corvos, I, it and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> Corvos is uh, just north of um, of Thabna, okay, uh, on the the coast of southern Ilzabad there, and hmm, it was it's not terribly far from. Also, it says it was summoned yeah. by, like, as a resistance against the Empire, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not terribly far from um, Ritterano. Hmm. Which is not pretty. Could, yeah, <laughs> could be, it could it could be Blas. Maybe maybe they somebody finally decided in my chat. to make. Uh, somebody did hmm. suggest that in my chat that it would be the the uh, Belias being an aura site and it being dis- disappearing, but people still knowing mm-hmm. about him and mm-hmm. worshiping him and summoning him was a possibility. Somebody did label that yeah. in my chat. They said, "I think it's Belias." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We I think we touched on this last week, right? Is that now that we've got a distinction between um Kukulin the Lukavi and Kukulin the the Void Scent. Yeah. We we've seen this like quite a few times, right? Like we've got Agrius and then Agrius. We've got different entities with the same name. Even Asian, got the same and Asian. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because because they've got the same sort of historical inspiration, the same historical origin. They can have the same name and be separate entities. So um I think that this might be connecting the fact that we've got the Belias Eggy in 2.0 that looks identical to an Ifrit Eggy, and that maybe Belias is also another primal, another fire primal uh, that looks the same. Maybe. That would be so cool. That would be so cool if we were getting this connection here. Yeah, I figured you probably didn't know what the map description was, and I remember reading it and being like, I need to talk to Atlas about this. So, Because oh, I did win well, one, you. finally. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm very, very glad to hear that. Yep. Okay. Primal well, comes from Because cool. everyone just calls it Efreet, but I'm like, it's not. He doesn't use anything fire as the thing. He, he outrages Earth, yeah. kind of, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So that's about it. Like, there's not, there doesn't, there's not much of an elemental association outside of outrage. Well, that's the tough one as well, yeah. is that Belias, like we know, is a, a fire uh, aspect yeah. entity. Who knows what Alphonse is doing, though? Who knows what the Alphonse yeah. is, what the fuck he's doing? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so hmm. just wanted to double back to that while we were in the middle of MSQ talk, because somebody brought it up while we were talking about geographical locations in the chat. Thank you, whoever yeah, did no. to Corey brought it up in the chat. <laughs> yeah, you. no, that's good. That's really good. I appreciate that. All right. Well, um, back to Pagothan, I guess. Well, you know, we free tame out, yeah. get the Neuralink software, fix the tempering, go to Pagothan. There's dragons there. There's Imperials. There's, you know, we all fight together. Yes. Yes. Mike. Oh, I'm waiting until you're done. You can call me when you're done. I just want to. 
No, no, no. That's okay. that's it. I was just trying to get us back on track. Oh yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Uh, can I get Tiamat as a trust because her AOE is so much fucking better. Holy shit! <laughs> She's Wait, fu- who's this? Tiamat. Tiamat. She Tiamat. fucking trucks him for like eighty yeah. percent of their health in one fire breath, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yep. This is the fastest dungeon I've ever done with trust. <laughs> she just fucking murders everything. <laughs> Thank you, Tiamat. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I, I know. We, we see her fight, and when we see her fight Lunar Bahamut, she's the, honestly, we shouldn't have won that fight. The only reason we win that fight is because she gets, she blasts them one good time. So that should not be a fight that was so easily winnable. No. I mean, we basically got Bahamut downloaded at this point. How many times have we fought Bahamut? Are we including uh, Bozja or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. We'll, Counts. We'll, 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 we'll include Bozja then. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But even still, dude, he's supposed to be big. Well, the big thing we learned before even going to Pagalthon, a point we kind of skipped over, is that these primals are not, do not temper. The primals themselves do not mm-hmm. actually do any tempering. So we learn that we can actually, mm-hmm. people can fight them like normal without get as yeah. long as they don't get too close to a tower oh. in the process. Well, so like, it seems. Well, so it seems, yeah, thus far. Mm-hmm. And Fandango has yeah. been one step ahead most of the time. So I wonder if he would think of that as an observation we would make. But thus yeah. far, it's working, and yeah. given given that... I, so my prediction for part two is that the instance there, we're going to be playing as the Scions, and they're all simultaneously fighting different primals. Um, in what we see in the trailer okay. where there's Lunar Bob, because it looks like you're controlling Grahatia, you you're controlling different Scions. You don't think points. it's a... You don't think it's a separate dungeon? No, it's not. No, it's a solo instance, without a shadow of a doubt. I agree. Yeah. And it looks like we are just doing using the RP mechanic to control different scions and fight different primals throughout Cart No. If you go back and watch, the this thought makes more sense. You see the way that they do the camera angles and who's centered, and it's never the Warrior of Darkness at any point. Mm-hmm. And I think a big old you play as a bunch of scions who can actually fight these things thing. Because we still don't really know why we're going to Cart No either. Like this, this hasn't been made apparent yet, really. Um, and why everyone is congregating there. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, I think that's going to end up being true. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling confident that we're, we're on to something with the, the primals, the lunar primals don't temper only the towers mm-hmm. do, or at least the, the energy or the worshipers in the tower. Cause those towers are coils. They're coils of Bahamut essentially. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're sort of like pseudo-organic kind of radiating coils. Yep. They they trap a bunch of people and force them to summon primals at, at, at will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As uh, Aaron Vold and Fordola uh, learn. Very, very their, unfortunate. Their great peril. Yeah. Mm-hmm. didn't even... T- you know how I know he can't fight? Motherfucker still has a shield on his back. Come on now. That's not a fucking fighter's instinct. He's like... He's... He's two-handed, and he's playing Dark Souls. Yeah, he's playing Souls. Two-handed, he just puts his two hands out. Just says, hit me. Maybe he's, he's doing a one-punch challenge. He's praising the sun. <laughs> yeah, he's praising the sun. <laughs> Maybe if I praise the sun, they'll go away. He thinks he thinks Lunar Freed's a dark spirit, and he's just trying to be polite, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we'll go with that. Very good. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we get that scene, we get to see them fight, we get to, we, at least we now know what the towers are, which really begs the question of what the Garlemald Tower is, because we know that the Garleans are, are mindlessly building it. There's essentially all of Garlemald that 
is was present is tempered to the mm-hmm. to the degree we understand it. We know that our method of removing this tempering works. Apparently, in between five point four and five point five, Lise goes, "Well, fucking obviously, come on now." And they're like, "Far fortunately, we can fix this at this mm-hmm. point." So the big question now is that there's a dungeon that we see that looks to have the Ma- the Mage Sisters or something that looks like the Mage Sisters, you know, plastered in the fucking walls there. So I'm wondering uh, exactly what is plastered in. Is it just garlands? Is it is it something else? Is it just anything they can find? I I still think that the the towers like we're we're just seeing phase one at yeah. the moment. Right. I think phase one is lunar primals. And I think phase two is terminus beasts. I'm still I'm still yeah, pretty certain of that. Yeah, I think I, I'm have... boat. yeah, that anima is mm. just a terminus beast, essentially, yeah. Yeah. And I think the Mega Sisters are probably gonna be the same. Yeah, I do wonder if the other one will be the Magus if the because we know there should be two trials, two extremes when it releases. I'm wondering if the Magus mm. Sisters are the other one, or if they go with them being a dungeon boss, because it looks like I'm, what I'm assuming is that's the dungeon that leads to the trial, much like Mount Gold leads to Innocence. And, okay. Yeah. So, and that we'll fight something that's not them there, but that we are probably going to fight them there. They seem mm. pretty excited to give us some Final Fantasy tenisms in this Final Fantasy Four esque retreading. So, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. So that was that was um, a big thing. As soon as I saw the inside of the tower, I thought Major Sisters in the dungeon. They look like they're just plastered in the walls. I I think after I think after the dungeon the the one like major point we've got here uh, left is you know Aaronvold's out of commission he's not dead Do we but we don't think he's gonna die no, I don't think he's, he's gonna just die. I think he, I think he is gonna die but not because of this <laughs> not yet God okay. damn it he, cool, he cool. big boy he he, mm-hmm. he he's gonna be fine he, hey the bigger you are the harder you fall mm-hmm. God damn it. Um, Estinian realizes that if Tiamat's got no more excuses yet not to get involved, then Estinian giving lip to Tiamat is a highlight. I was like, and all, everyone else is like, but what? What I loved there is that that wasn't Estinian giving lip. That was that, that was, was Nidhog. Yeah, you know? that was Nidhog exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think she recognized that. Mm-hmm. To some uh, degree, I think part of the only way. Put it like this: That's the only way Estidian comes of that comes out of that conversation alive. Nah, I think he could fuck Tiamat up on his own. Nah, <laughs> without Nidhogg, Estidian's like, well, yeah, you're right. Tiamat's still kind of like <laughs> she's she's atrophied. <laughs> she hasn't done jack shit in five thousand years, dude. She hasn't she's not even fucking treadmill walk, or right. stairmaster, nothing. Right. Well, you know, so is Bahamut. Yeah, but that's cheating. I mean, that's the Neuralinks, right? That's what the Neuralinks do, is they, they keep powering them up. Exactly. Um, at, least in, have at least in his case. She didn't have... Nobody's sitting there but making is, Tiamat stronger. Right. But it, again, it's not like Estinian can go up to any Durgan and, and just go up and shit-talk any Durgan. Like, that's all Nidhogg. He I mean, can't do that by himself. He could if he really wanted to. Like, I'm, I, I don't think you're giving Estinian enough credit for what he could do versus what he knows not to do. Well... I mean, we've seen we've seen Estinian like without like pre Nidhogastinian. His modus operandi mm. is like, "Hey, can I borrow your eye real quick?" And I can just like kneel here and <laughs> hold it up while while Warrior of Light does all the work. Yeah, is I can't cool? wait for Tiamat yeah. to give us Thanks. her eyes. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't even think of that. No, she's going to Mara City. We're not going to see her again. Doesn't mean she won't eventually go until... her eyes. Listen, we've got three dragons left to take their... Well, four dragons left to take their eyes, okay? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Jeez. Listen, we've already, we've already MacGuffined our way through one fight with a dragon eye. We might as well do it again, all right? It's the end of days, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, touche. <laughs> you got to hmm. cover all the angles here, Athos. Hmm, that's fair. Um, well... And then we get back to Rising Stones, and basically Kral and Yashtola are like, well, if we can convince Tiamat to get off her ass after 5,000 years, maybe we can convince the Shalians to get off their ass after 1,500? Might not be such a stretch. If they'd seen yeah, the trailer, they know it's not win. that much. <laughs> Come again? If they've seen the trailer, they know if we that probably succeed in this endeavor. We spent a good yeah. portion of last week talking about the parents, or talking specifically about Alphano's father. Yeah. Uh, Alphano's yeah. father. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, well, he is uh, a member of the Shalian Forum, which is their government body, yeah. and he was the, like, leading proponent for um, the uh, the Exodus from Eorzea, and was the major proponent against any support or intervention uh, at Cardano. Um, which, which is they, which he did say was an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, cry, was embarrassing to cry out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, and Kral's hoping that she's got some uh, uh, some sort of pull. As the last surviving student of Baldesian. Well, I mean, that's not even true. Like, they, they seem to have forgotten that Grahatia was a student of Baldesian. Like, they haven't. Yeah, but they don't. Not, most of them like, don't even fucking. They're, they're real confused by him. They just. Yeah, Ram, no, Rambrose no, 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 and crew no, no, no. are really yeah. aware of, like, what all this is and what's going on. They're like, who is mm. this? Where are you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you exactly? Um. Yeah, and I mean, basically, like, as we have been speculating, that Charlene doesn't care about participating in history, they don't care about calamities, they just care about kind of holding knowledge and, you know, keeping themselves alive and being the, um, uh, the, the sort of scribes and witnesses of history. And I think they're going to change their tune real quick. If if and when they appreciate the severity of the final days, but I'm also expecting there to be a faction in Charlian that's like denying it. I, I really think there's going to be like a, a sort of Telophoroi agent kind of theme going on there. I really think that the Asians have had that the hmm? steward of of Gondor is going to be in shop. Yeah. I think I think I think we're going to get something like that. Honestly, I think we're going to get that kind of conflict in in Charlene. I think we're going to find out that this kind of whole you know knowledge hoarding, non-intervention thing was probably like an Asian agreement from the beginning, um, and that all of these parallels that we see between Charlene and Amarot, not not just thematically, but like. Um, architecturally even is not going to be incidental 
And I think that's going to be really interesting. And, and I'm not sure where to place, um, Alphano and Alizé's father right now. Because on one hand, you know, we've got him being the non-interventionist, the, the, the Exodus proponent and all that. But on the other hand, he, he didn't try to stop Alphano and Alizé from joining the circle of knowing and following Louis Soir. He, he disagreed vehemently with Louis Soir, but like respected their, their decision. Yeah, then his kids fucking pieced up. They're like, listen, Grandpa was way cooler than you, Dad. All right? Mm. I I enjoyed summers at his cabin swimming in the lake. All right? You mm. always tried to send us to that shitty camp. We're going to go hang out with Grandpa. All right? Where the fuck is Grandpa's camp cabin? Martha's Vineyard? You make this sound so fucking good. I mean, it's Louis Swab, but Jesus, he... You Gra- had a pretty nice place. Place. Do you know cool. where the circle of knowing was? It was in Gridania. They have little pools and shit. It's probably <laughs> alright. Well, Louis, Louis Soir had an estate. Yeah, that's And it was real nice. And, 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 <laughs> um, um well, we don't know where. Presumably somewhere around the, the Charlian Isles. But, um, Réagé basically grew up on Louis Soir's estate. Yeah, he, he was basically you like. You thought I was the, making it the, up. Yeah, he was basically like the third Levier kid. The oldest brother. Yeah. He did, he just needed somewhere to neck Moonbreeder and Louis Soir was cool. <laughs> it's like we got a guest room. It's only a twin size bed. <laughs> You'll have to make do. <laughs> You'll have to make do with a twin size bed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't don't tell us, dude. <laughs> don't tell us. There you go. Oh my um, god! And I, hmm. for Allison's a twin size bed really doesn't work. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um. <sighs> what what else? What else we got for MSQ? What are we? What are we Which expecting? After, after the Rising Stones, uh, there was... Oh, a, yeah. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, of course. Yeah. And why not just show us the dang scythe? We know it's a scythe. You know we know it's Fucking a scythe. Fucking he, 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 he even says, like, oh, that seems... Fitting. Like, what does he say? Fitting. Yeah, yeah. That's like, come on, dude. Come on. We hear it has Fucking a blade. Pillar in we, the hear, way. We, we hear it, it, it comes out like a sheathed item, so it's clearly sharp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Seems oh, yes. Apt. And yes. Yeah. It seems rather apt. Yeah. We have that and we have the, the kind of little sort of aside between Kral and Yashtol about them wanting to investigate Heidelin and what Heidelin's mm-hmm. deal is and what she wants and why she hasn't been talking, whether she doesn't want to, whether she's incapable. Basically leading into what what I think we can say fairly confidently, mm-hmm. if it's not a confrontation with Venar, it is somehow going to be a confrontation with Heidelin. Yeah. That we're seeing at Silvertier there in the yeah. mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. we were told, listen, they said we would find out the secret of Silvertier in this expansion. They just waited till the last fucking cutscene to do. <laughs> I mean, they, t- they told us we'd find out the secret of Silvertier in Heaven's Wood. No. No. <laughs> they did. They did. Mm, well, I mean, we kind of did a little bit. Um, we got the big daddy think, with I us. Think, it's fine. I, I think this is going to be once again a case of 
well, why haven't we seen this before now? Same reason we haven't seen Tiamat. Same reason the Charlians haven't gotten involved. It's like, it's now or never. This is going to be something that is very, very difficult for Heidelin to do. Um, it's going to be the reason why she had to use Minfilia as the word of the mother. Um, and maybe, maybe, you know, maybe like, um, Cryo was suggesting there's something that's preventing her that we're going to have to kind of deal with. Maybe that's something that's going on at Cartno. Yeah, I mean, Cartno has to be, like, there's, we, maybe there's a tower there, but I don't, here's the thing, why would mm. so many lunar primals be there? Unless that's a lunar cry, like, maybe that's the center location, but you'd think that would be Garlemald yeah. with what they're doing there. Well, maybe, maybe they needed, maybe they needed some elegant tech, you know, maybe, maybe they needed the, like, Omega's transmitter or something. No. You know? No, they're doing front lines. Nobody's doing front lines, so I stop it. No, they're doing front lines. Mm. They're like, shit, we need, to, we, we need to do front lines before they rework PvP in 6.0. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Nobody's doing that, Sly. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, it might just be a case like there's a huge gaping wound in the planet at Cartano, and that there's, you know, ether bleeding out there in a way that, you know, there, there hasn't been since um, Silvertear. And maybe it's more accessible than Silver Tear. Who knows? But I'm really interested to find out, like, why, why Cartner? Like, obviously it's very poetic, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think the, it's going to be that simple for Van Daniel. It does make you wonder if La Habrea was specifically, he tried to manipulate Cartno, the Battle of Cartno, to specifically be that location for any particular reason. Mm. To summon well, Bahamut. I mean, Riven, Riven, Riven Road was specifically in Cartano. Yeah. Like they specifically triangulated it there. Um, yeah, and I think the idea at the time was that it was basically going to be the the like point of like greatest impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have to wonder if the events were specific. Like why? Because right now, because up to this point, it just seemed like a location to be where events happens. Like a good enough reason is far enough away from all the city states that they don't need to. Other than mm-hmm. Muhammad flying around and ripping shit apart. They don't need to worry about terramorphing mm-hmm. it ne- nearly as much for, like, development purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I feel like... It's, it felt like what we I like to call cutscene location. That's it. It's like its sole purpose was to be... To, to not be a place that we regularly go to or was regular... was They had to change too much, I suppose. Um, yeah, and, and I, I did misspeak there. Um, Riven Road was not Directly above Cartano, it was over um, Curthus Eastern, which is not too far from Cartano, if I'm recalling. No, it's not too far. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not far away. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if that's that's going to be diving back into that scene or any damage that was done because I mean, one of the biggest coils that we never actually go into is in Cartano itself. The yeah. first one that leaves the fucking tower is the one that crashes right into the middle. Hmm. So. Well, the ones that we go to are just the ones that are not, like, damaged so badly that they're inoperable. Yeah. But I, I would not be surprised if there's some elegant bullshit to do with that central coil or to do with the Omega Ruins or, or something there that, um, that Fandania wants to use. Um, so those are the couple of big mysteries we've got left, really. 
Yeah, and not to mention, I think the other remaining mystery is not MSQ, it's Bostja. I mean, Gabrantha is still a big question sure. of everything that's happening mm-hmm. there. We spoke on it a little bit mm-hmm. in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, with everything happening in Garlemald, we're assuming that all of Nerva's unit is tempered. And that's all that they're doing. Like, we just, yeah. I don't even know why there was this guise of, of funding Nerva's with, with the house brew. Like, it doesn't seem to fucking matter at all. And now it doesn't. Right now it doesn't. It's like, yeah, House Brutus was funding Minerva. Have you seen Garlemald? Like, what the fuck? Who cares who funded what? Look at this. Well, my my assumption was, like, they needed to build at least one tower before they could temper all of them, right? Yeah, and that they conscripted Nerva's, and then there was a downhill from there. With Yeah, they probably conscripted Nerva with the promise of giving him the throne or whatever. Yeah. And that makes, that makes it gives us very few Garleans who are... You know, yeah. left essentially, and Gavroth's unit and everyone under him is kind of one of the remaining lines. And again, I don't think Gavroth dies at the end of Dalryda. I don't. I just don't think really? that's going to happen. I feel like he's okay. been too absent to just bring him in and get rid of him all at once. Like we see one scene of him at the end of you know four point five with the end of the Evil East raid. Mm-hmm. He gets mentioned a bunch, and we don't we don't fucking see him ever. We see Men- what's his name Menanias or whatever the fuck his name is, and, and Menanias, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we see we see Lion, and we've already dealt, and we've got what's her fucking face for Dolid right now. So what the fuck knows is going to happen to her? Uh, can't just kill off. Yeah, off. I I really hope that the. Final for Bolgia makes some references to what's going on in Garlemald and to the towers. They do in, in Whirlit. Um, the Whirlit, they say, you know, yeah. the world's kind of going to shit right now, but we got, you know, we still got to yeah. do this. Yeah. I hope we get something a little bit more like specific than that. Um, but I mean, Gabran, like he doesn't, he doesn't care. Like he was anticipating the empire to fall one way or another. So he's just going to be looking at this and be like, great, goody, you know? Someone else is going to save the world. The warrior light's going to do that. I'm just going to have my little kingdom over here. <laughs> It'll be uh, great. Little did he know that we've got time to spare. <laughs> we've got a whole space to wait for. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna end up finding Gabranthi, and he's there's just going to be like a tower in the background, and he's going to be like, "Why are you here? <laughs> like, what, how is this not? How do you not have something better to do? <laughs> I'm well, just trying to." Build a castle in this little shithole here. Like, don't you have something better to do over there? <laughs> no, dude. We listen. I already did patch five point five. You know, I've done part two. You know, I got. I came to get my relic, and you know, it's uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm waiting for the expansion. Man, I got plenty of time to kill here. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Just don't. Just let it. Let Menonias. I agree with chat. Menonias really feels like the actual big bad of. Of this story, not Gabranth. He's just not present ever. How can I think? Watch, you're gonna find out that Gabranth has fucking died somehow, or so they're gonna like fucking just get rid of him off screen or something. I'm gonna be it's gonna, fucking curious. It's gonna be it's gonna be Eula Dionys again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like wait, I know you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not male anymore. I'm, I'm <laughs> be cool. They don't know. They don't know. Just be cool. <laughs> That's so not in character for Eula Vandar. <laughs> not even a little bit. All right. Yeah. And with that, we uh, 
we leave with a bunch of we still leave with a bunch of questions. I think they gave us some decent questions and and plot threads to to really yeah hone it on here. Yeah, I'm I'm hard to be disappointed with anything except waiting four more weeks to find out whether or not I like the Alliance Raid series. But it's cool because we got it. We got we got an Alliance Raid. We got one Alliance Raid this expansion. We got the Lubrum. It's fine. <laughs> I got an Alliance Raid. So series. terrible. Have you so have you terrible. done the Lubrum Twenty Four Man yet? The Savage? No, 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 no. I heard it's it's been done though. Okay. Really? Yeah. Is it scale? I didn't ask. I just heard it was done. So I'd assume yeah. But I'd also assume twenty four people who give a shit probably are fine versus forty eight who don't. Forty eight people. <laughs> Not all of them give a shit. <laughs> So I always said that's what it was always said about classic WoW raids. It was there's 25 people who care and 15 who are just along for the ride. Well, I wonder what that number that. looks like for mm-hmm. Delubrum. How many people are there to try and how many people are just along for the ride? Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's where we stand. I just don't, dude. It's been nothing but fishing for me. Fishing and diamond weapon, and now I'm done with diamond <laughs> weapon. Um. You have you have you done the uh, delivery quests? I haven't done any of them yet. No, me either. No, no. I'm okay. leaving my chat so, to to tell me what's happening there, and they haven't yet. Okay. They so, said it's so charming. Might, it's charming. Okay. I might want to might want to dive into delivery. Uh, yeah, I, I might do that. I've yeah. been told I should definitely be doing it. Especially, they said it's okay. it's right now. It's it's being set up as a big payoff for all the rest of the restoration quests and. A little bit mm-hmm. back into 3.0. There's a lot of ties mm-hmm. to Ishgard's um, progressed state as uh, as great. yeah from uh, from the nation mm-hmm. that it was to the nation it's becoming. Great, great. Okay, well we'll we'll, we'll have to uh, come back to that with um, yeah five point five five spoiler cost maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done? Have any of you done feats? No, I don't need any of the rewards. I don't care. You just carry oh, fucking video. one object from point A to point B. You get a coffer and you you live your life. Okay. Oh, oh right. So yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That and coffee biscuits because I got to make that seventy-five mil back somehow. Oh shit! Oh my god! Hey, it's a hundred k a day for coffee biscuits. I'm okay with that. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, just six leave quests. Hundred k. I'm done. I'll be an honest gillionaire hmm. in forty days. Hooray. That's money. I ain't doing files. I ain't doing fucking files. No way. That shit, that shit is way more work. I already don't want to be doing crafting at all. So when people ask me, do you go, do you want to go big fishing? Do you want to catch the big fish? I said, no, I fucking hate fishing. I'm here for the title. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get, don't get, don't mistake the, the means with which I have to obtain this title. I'm having fun. I think I'm having fun. You you need to you need to see me fish. You think I'm having fun? You need to watch me fish because, like I said, most fishing is just yelling at the ocean. Right. You're you're such a masochist, dude. One Holy almost one point seven million points. I'm almost at one point seven. Oh million. my! Oh my life is going to be an empty void when I'm done with this. Is what I've learned. Oh, you'll find something else. You always do. Yeah. Triple triad cards. If we still don't know what the reward is, oh god, no! I've started oh, a true. little bit. I started a little bit on no. the triple triad cards. No, do, don't jump down that rabbit hole for. I was already halfway say, done. I just—it's the tournaments oh, I don't want to do, but I'm gonna have to. Listen, if the reward is something really cool, I'm gonna do it. Uh, yeah. 
It's, I'm almost at my. I almost have my land waffle. It's just gonna be another triple triad card, dude. We already what established the triple triad card. Uh, triple triad card. Yeah, we made that joke last week as well. Did we? Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Nice. All right. Well, that's that's all I've got. Yes. I, I was about to say it's all I've got in my notes. I don't have any notes. That's but. like me when I check the time and I do this, and it's like... Yeah, you're yeah. like, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second, what time is it? What time is it? And then you, and then you still get it right. Can you, can you guys remember the last time we had notes for this show? Yes, so I made them like three weeks ago. You weren't here. Really? Well done. Well he done, makes them Sly. occasionally when he wants to I make them for Aelzivia. Yeah, we don't get to see those, believe it or not. No, you don't. That would probably one day we'll get one day we'll get like a one one day he'll he'll be a good professor and give us like a little you know cheat sheet cheat sheet. We'll no, study, by good yeah, professor you mean the professor everyone likes, not the good professor. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Like he'll, he'll, he'll like right before the exam he'll give you like okay this is what's going to be on the test here you go. If you know that you're going to pass. Yeah, well, I know it now because I'm reading it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we call that no. I look like a better professor when you get an A. <laughs> exactly. That's not that's not a good professor. That's a professor that has gone, Oh shit, I didn't finish the syllabus. <laughs> Alright. Well with that, we can wrap things up and then right. about an hour and a half I can go get my vaccine shot. Yeah. Good luck. Boy. And, and congratulations. I'm glad. I'm happy. Well, yeah, that's still true, I suppose. But anyway, thank you everyone for tuning in to this is Spoiler Cast Part One. Now, this is the part of the show everyone skips, mm. where I ask what we want to do for next week for the people who are currently present, because we have a serious dilemma in wondering how to handle Air Zivia. And for anyone wondering yeah. why there's silence. It's because it's not up to Sly and I. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what do you, what do you think, chat? Actually, chat and YouTube comments. Let let us know what you think. Whether you guys would like to see Aeosiva before five point five five, or whether you think we should wait and um, wait until these two jabronis have basically ejected everything from this patch from their braniums and give us a um. Perhaps more entertaining, although oh God. considerably more frustrating show. Wait, wait, we're seeing a lot of weights. Okay, pretty much universal weights. It's funnier okay. to wait. It is. It is <laughs> I will be funny. That's the most honest right. answer in the chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, we'll wait then. We'll, we'll we'll wait, and unless the YouTube comments are so overwhelmingly in support of doing it sooner, um, I think. The plan for now is to wait. Okay. Well, in that case, I do have an idea for a show next week's slide. I will DM it to you and I will reach out. I know exactly who I want. I know exactly who I want to bring on. I'm not going to say it here because it's going to spoil the type of show that it is. Uh, You can't guess it. It's impossible. It's not that far fetched, actually, but there's no chance Hmm. you could guess it. There's nothing to indicate what next week's show is about. But that, I, okay. I do plan on having a show next week and not skipping it. No. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Right. Uh, day? Same day? Probably same day, yeah. All right, yeah, that works. 
Does it? Pokemon Snap comes out that day. Don't we have to miss the show for that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't need to miss the show for Pokemon Snap. We don't have to. No, we wouldn't. No. no. We, I mean, mm-hmm. we oh, man, I have to take a week off for Pokemon Snap. <laughs> oh, boy. The game will take hours to finish. <laughs> the first game literally takes like an hour and a half. The whole game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. Either way, it'll, it'll be good. Okay. Um, so anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of State of the Realm. We will be back next week, mm-hmm. same bat time, same bat place. I'll actually speak to the guest who I have in mind to see what they have. Sly, I'll confirm if this time is better. If we have to do like more or like OG time or something. So yeah. it's the yeah, next a, a week from today. Either way. So I, that means yeah. I've now people ask me a million times when it is. So fuck me, right? Anyway. Mm-hmm. So with that. Have fun with that. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks to our sponsor, Steel Series, in the YouTube the video description will be a giveaway. And, of course, there's a discount code if you want to buy yourself something, treat yourself something. Summer's coming up. You know, maybe you need a new headset. Maybe you need something. You know, maybe you get vac- vaccinated. You finally go someplace, need a new headset. You know, that's, you know, who knows which plans are. Just buy my stuff. Anyway. Uh, thank you to our uh, – <laughs> yeah, just buy my stuff. So uh, thank you to our supporters over on Patreon, whose names, again, I will do my best to uh, force into the YouTube section in the top right, so it doesn't take six fucking hours to render the video again. So fingers crossed that that happens. So thank you to them. Thank you to our patrons of Darkness, Kuja Cross on Genova, and Kurnai Oni, who have gone above and beyond with their support over there. Thank you to them big time. And, of course, thank you to our two lovely guests. Well, Sly's lovely. At the very least. Yeah, yeah, one of I, one of you is, and it's not him. Looking at my Twitch chat no, right now, certainly, certainly yeah. not me. So I, I'll let the it's normally. I guess I guess I should let the lovely guests say where they're going first, but I guess I'll let the non-lovely guests go so we can get them off the screen faster. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so wow. At this, at this that's, where, that's yeah, a, where yeah. can they where can they find you at? At this. Uh, you guys can find me on mostly Twitch, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. Ethos Asher, um, Final Fantasy XIV streams and lots of lore content and occasionally some other stuff. Uh, it's been a little bit slow for me the past week. I've been a, a little bit under the weather, but um, that's um, not going to continue to be the case indefinitely. So keep an eye on the spaces and uh, it'll be good to see you all uh, for more whatever the heck we do. Mostly, mostly at the moment, we just like sit around and talk about crazy tinfoil hat theories about Ann Walker and um, you guys all tell me how stupid my ideas are and I tell you how stupid your ideas are and it's great. It's good fun. So come come join us for that sometime. Uh, okay, what about the handsome one? Yeah. Sly? I'm not handsome, but hi, I'm Sly. Uh, find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox, Twitter, at Sly the Fox, uh, Patreon, um, patreon.com slash WSOY. Uh, new mix out for early access. So, if you have early access, go listen. Hell yeah. It'll be out for everybody else on Monday. So, please look forward to that. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm just doing this stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, next week is the digital event. Where we finally get to see who else, who the fuck else is coming to rise. Yep. So yeah. That next week's the digital event, so we're gonna watch that and hopefully get a date, which is probably same week. You know, hopefully. Yeah. When is, is the digital event Wednesday? Yeah. Still 
Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday. Oh, that means so Wednesday night was normally for World Wednesday night into Thursday. Mm. So we might have it the very mm. next day. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But yeah, other than that, uh, waiting, waiting uh, on RE8, and that's pretty much it. Uh, other handsome one, where can they find you? What are you doing? Ah, that's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Look, my fucking hair is even cut even. Look at this shit. Alright, there you go. Anyway, uh, you can find me, Mr. Happy127, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, posting lots of food pics. Uh, Mel, Mel gave me a recipe that she saw the, uh, the other day, where it was garlic, onion, oyster sauce, mirin, uh, tamari, and missing one, missing one sauce in there. Uh, with that over mm-hmm. thinly sliced beef, I did New York strip, like really thinly sliced ones that are like, you know, it looks like Korean barbecue almost with rice, corn, spring onions. I left the corn out cause I just don't want corn in that for any reason. And that was good. Made that. And that's going to be my post post vaccine shot meal. Cause that turned out. Oh, that's yeah. good, man. Yeah. Oyster sauces. Mm. Yeah, mm, a little bit, a little bit of oyster sauce. Yeah, that was good. Mm. It was like quarter of a cup of oyster sauce. Cooked that for like a few minutes. For just <laughs> just a little bit. Well, I mean, it was like a quarter cup of like four or five different sauces to cook, along with the onions yeah. and the and the garlic, and then the spring onions as the garnish and all that. This is pretty good. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it was a good time. And I've uh, that's been that's been my hobby outside of streaming. So that's been on my socials a lot. That and Aloha being a dick. Uh, do you have Genshin 1.5? Do you have Monster Hunter Rise? Do you have Pokemon Snap? Um, I actually played Diablo 2's alpha like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Now I have the Diablo Immortals one on my tablet, which I've been playing off stream. What the hell was that face? Uh, and then there's something else Maybe I was thinking of. jealous. It was good. Uh, there's something else I was thinking of that's also next week. I can't remember what it is. Maybe I'm just combining Monster Hunter Snap. And- yeah, besides that, I think I'm just combining Monster Hunter Rise and, and Genshin in my head. Uh, so, no, not PSO2. PSO2 is literally the worst fucking beta time that's ever existed. Let's <laughs> the fucking same three days as FanFest. Fan <sighs> and on Windows Store exclusively. And first mm-hmm. come, first serve. Well, you know what? You're not serving me. I'm waiting until it releases in June. So there's that. Okay. Near, no, Nier's today. Nier's today. Nier. And don't forget, you can buy Nier, and inside will come a reminder that you can play the critically acclaimed MMORPG <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV featuring the first expansion. Oh, of man. All the available jobs up to level 60. Oh, my God. And even Are you sure it doesn't feature player. Dante from Devil May Cry? No, that doesn't come out till later this year, Slay. I don't know when Nocturne comes out. No, actually... I don't know, Nocturne. Next month. Next month, there you go. (laughs) There you go, Nocturne's Nocturne's next month. Yeah, Remaster comes out next month. Uh, May 7th, Featuring Dante from Double May Cry. Name's full circle. And with that, we're going to move into a short post-show, since that is late for where this is, and we will see you next week for the mystery Mm. show that I have already planned out, but I need to talk to the guests that I have in mind and see if they can make it. Mystery. Okay. But anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Take care. Have a great weekend.